0: Welcome everyone to the sideways plastic subject scale model geek bench Mojo union podcast. That hope This is a bit of a weird one. We thought the mutual appreciation society should get together and have a good chat about all things scale model podcasting. We've all been doing it for quite a while, some a lot longer than others. And it's got its own challenges and its own uh, unique rewards. And, and uh, so we thought it'd be good fun to get together, have a good chat about it, and, and let you all out there and listen and know what goes into making a model podcast. So there's 10 of us here today. And uh, what I want to do is going to go around the room and ask each of you to introduce yourself, tell us about your show and how you got started. Let us start with the original gangster, David Goldfinch. Dave, tell us on the bench.
1: On the bench, the number one rating podcast. No, I'm only joking, guys.
0: (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, everybody knows me, Dave Goldfinch, um, producer, owner of On the Bench podcast. Started way back. First episode was June twenty third, twenty seventeen. And I guess the genesis for the show came about because I just discovered podcasts and really enjoyed listening to them while you know driving to work and modeling on the bench that sort of thing and i was hunting around for a podcast on modeling and it just wasn't anything there at all so that sort of bit a bit of a germ and i thought in my, in my mind i thought oh, maybe i could do one myself and and i really struggled with it because modeling is such a visual sort of art so how do you do just talking about modeling as against sort of showing it on youtube or something like that and i sort of toyed with the idea of maybe doing youtube but then that kind of defeated the whole purpose of doing a podcast in the first place. So um I investigated how you do it, bought a load of um of equipment and kicked it off. And I was up and running. And I think the first oh, – it, it, and, and it really took us a while to sort of find our feet. I reckon the first five episodes were just terrible when I always tell anybody not to listen to them because we were sort of – trying to find, you know, our, our our way, get our battle rhythm going. And it wasn't until about know, episode six or seven that we were starting to get there. Next thing I know, Stuart sort of pops up with um, his podcast. It was only a couple of weeks after, I think, Stuart, wasn't it, that um, I launched mine that you kicked off?
2: Yeah, we both kind of, we both like to say, we kind of both came up with the idea around the same time. Uh, you started regular shows a lot more. I didn't start till kind of late, late, late late spring 2018. But yeah, we both kind of had independent ideas on opposite sides of the world.
1: And then I guess out of that, I mean, the first thing, because you're very protective of your, of your first newborn, you go, oh, who's this upstart from Canada sort of <laughs> trying to sort of up me in? And And I, I, I had a bit of a, a, a different sort of mindset. And I thought, well, you know what, I think I'll reach out and say good day to Stuart and and um, send you an email. And we sort of chatted quite regularly after that, sort of, you know, bouncing off each other. And and I really sort of maintain that ethos of, you know, reaching out to people when they're starting their podcast to congratulate them and, and to welcome, welcome them in because, you know, that's what, that's what we do as modelers. We sort of get around and talk at shows and, you know, your club rooms, you just sort of talk with each other and welcome new people in. So I've just sort of maintained that and continue doing that. And, um, what, 176 episodes later, we're still sort of cracking along. And of course, I, I, I need to also say huge thanks to Julian and also to Ian because, uh, Julian, uh Ian's been there since the very beginning. And, um, of course, Julian sort of popped in around episode 10 as a special guest. And um, he just kept coming back. We <laughs> never really asked him back. He just rolled up the next uh, recording session and, and just kept coming back.
0: <laughs> it's the breakfast, it must be.
1: Well, back in those days, it was actually the dinner because we used to record at night time. And uh, Michelle would whip up her fantastic um, meals and we'd also sit around have a big feed, grab a beer and go in and just um, – Hit record. Then I think Ian got a job, which meant that he couldn't stay up late at night because he up early doing early starts, and we shifted to um doing it on a Saturday morning, and uh, we're pretty much well stuck with that ever since. A lot of fun though.
0: Chris Pabs, why don't you tell us about Built Sideways? Oh gosh.
3: Uh so hi. Uh I'm Chris Pabs. So, uh, I, I think I'm probably the 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 youngest of like the the podcast people here cuz like we started back in like 2021 I believe July 2021 and uh we kind of just started just um doing live streams uh for uh for a bunch of you know like model model group stuff kind of get togethers because you know our hobby does tend to be quite isolating so we were doing a lot of uh, live streams at the time and what we would do was after the live streams we would have uh you know just kind of hang out have some talks have some dis- discussions you know with the, with my co-hosts and uh it kind of just we kind of just the idea out there of, of maybe we should record some of these discussions, maybe not some of them, because some of them can be a bit uh spicy. But like some of the other discussions we had were quite um quite entertaining, seemed like, and and we thought you know people could get a kick out of this, uh good information, good knowledge being shared. And we're like, you know what, let's 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 give it a shot. Let's give it a try. And uh myself, Brian, Julio, and Kyle uh kind of came up with uh built sideways because uh you know with all of us together things never really truly go straight. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how we started uh, back in again 2021, and gosh, uh, it's you know 62, 62, 63 episodes later, I feel like uh we've we've kind of grown a bit and learned a lot. Um, still as chaotic as ever. Uh, you know, trying to get those guys kind of wrangled in and 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 focused in on the topic at hand is is probably our biggest challenge. But we are we're getting through it, and and hopefully uh hopefully people are getting in a, a a kick and, and having fun while whilst feeling like uh, where you're learning because again, you know, we like to share our information. We like to share our experience uh, on the podcast as, as most of you guys do. And it's been, it's been a really interesting ride so far. And, and I don't, I don't see ourselves stopping anytime soon. So hopefully, hopefully we'll keep going.
0: Yeah. We, we heard briefly from you, but why don't you tell us a bit more about scale model podcast?
2: Yeah, uh Stuart Clark here, Scale Model Podcast. Um, as Dave was saying, we both kind of independently came up with the idea. I've done I'd done two other podcasts, a technology one and more of a current events political one. Um, yes, I like to say I have a face face for radio and it would have been a career choice quite possibly, so I've always enjoyed it. And then yeah, getting back heavy into the hobby about ten years ago and kind of similar. I wasn't seeing a lot of uh podcasts for modelers, a few for model railroaders, but not for model making so i did one initial one in late 2017 and then life interfered again and then really started to kick it in uh in uh 2018 anthony uh goodman came on board him and i are in the same model club and like i said before we started recording five minutes apart from each other so we did quite a few and then life got busy for him and then uh we had uh, uh jeff and terry from the states and they're kind of the regular stable now jeff and i are both on the local ipms club executive and uh we've got we've known each other for a few years and it just really works and then we have some uh, fairly other uh people that come in and another interest a bunch of cast of characters uh we found just as you know what one thing we were saying is that every podcast you can have multiple ones we all have different niches Um, And it works out well. We seem to be more on the uh, on the sci fi, some aircraft kind of. I try and get stuff from the industry behind. But yeah, there's more than enough room for everyone. And it is it's a it's a worldwide community. And I like to think COVID, one of the only good things that happened with COVID, it really brought that forward with virtual meetings and stuff like that. We our monthly club meeting. We still do a Zoom recording, a live stream for that. Um, So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Lots of good fun. One of the best things I love is going to shows and meeting people. And meeting some of my fellow the fellow podcaster it was awesome. When uh, when Dave managed to come up to Canada, uh, up uh, up to the uh, Heritage Museum, and then of course we had Mike and some other folks come up last last year for Heritage Con. So yeah, I just I I just love love doing it. It's a labor of love.
0: Mike, the uh, Plastic Model Mojo is one, also one of the older shows, one of the longest running uh, podcasts. You recently celebrated hundred episodes. Why don't you tell us about the show?
4: Uh, we did. I'm Mike Baskett. I'm the editor and creator for Plastic Model Mojo. My co-host is David Knights. Uh, I live in Lexington, Kentucky, and Dave lives about uh, 80 miles west of me in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, we started the podcast, we started recording winter of 2019, and we dropped our first few all at once, uh, January january 1st 2020 and it, it was just a an outgrowth of our friendship dave and i have known each other we've been the, the military modelers club of louisville uh it's been 30 years and change i've known dave so that's why i don't need video to just <laughs> to, to avoid over and stuff because after that long you know i can almost complete his sentences and uh he can complete mine but i have to edit that out when he does that <laughs> um again it's it's really a window into our modeling journey primarily. And, and we, we've often said on the show that we, we, we did it to kind of further our own motivation and our own um, productivity, though you might not realize it as slow as I am and as slow as I admit to being a builder. I, I, up until the podcast was going on or when the podcast started, I had really kind of devolved into an armchair modeler quite literally uh, I was buying stuff and filling with it, but never really doing anything. And and I've told that story several times. I won't tell it again here, but uh, there was a big time that I didn't do anything. And, and this has kind of helped me get, uh, get things moving again, give me a little more purpose into to my own enjoyment in the hobby and uh, same for Dave really. So um, yeah, we just celebrated a hundred episodes. Uh, the idea kind of came, came through from listening to Stuart and, and, dave goldfinch i found their podcasts and then uh, i kind of uh, invited myself onto stewart's one time very early on back uh, in 2019 at some point when his earlier episodes and just to kind of see if I, I thought i could do it and thought it's thought to or to see if i would even enjoy doing it and it seemed like something i could do and uh, seemed like fun Stu was having fun those guys in australia were certainly having fun and uh, now Dave and I are having fun and I hope we all are because uh, the, it's interesting. Stuart uh, mentioned COVID and we have the same, I'm sure we all do all those that started uh, in 2020 or were involved in 2020. Uh, you know, we had recorded, gosh, a handful of episodes and then went to a show in Indianapolis, Indi- Indiana in gosh, I think April, 2020. And like that, the ne- very next week, the, the, the world caught on fire and you couldn't do anything. And it was really that close. And after that happened, the, the show, we started getting the, the same kind of emails. A lot of us have gotten about uh, people who are cloistered or, or can't get out for whatever reason, how much these things mean to them. And uh, just, that was just something we didn't expect. Uh, I, I suspect we've gotten some of that without COVID, but COVID kind of, uh, kind of forced that onto us. And then another thing I'd like to mention is that um, given that, Dave and Stu were already there. I mean, they quite literally gr- greased the skids for everybody that came after them because they're, they, they created this, this space. And then, so if, if you look at my, our ramp up in our first year, uh, I, I'm sure Dave Goldfences wasn't that fast. And I'm sure Stu benefited from Dave being out there and then I've benefited from them. And, and I, I think of. Just the outreach I got from those guys when we did start meant a lot. So uh, I can attest to what Mr. Goldfinch said about reaching out. That that certainly happened, and uh, uh, there was advice given, and and motivation, and encouragement, and and congratulations, and all that stuff. And and uh, I think that really helped us get moving. And uh, I suspect it's helped us all get moving.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Darren. Like uh, Mike and Dave, you guys and the Model Geeks have been friends for a long time as well, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, we've known each other I guess since uh 2009-2010. Uh we've been in the club together. Uh just a great group of guys. Uh for the listeners out there, my name, uh Darren Cook here uh from the Model Geeks podcast uh creator and, and producer uh, of said podcast uh for what it's worth. Um yeah, we uh try and just fall in line with everybody else here. You know, we We've known each other for a long time, two thousand like I said two thousand eight, two thousand nine, I guess. Um, you know, I remember that same time frame, uh I think it was uh Stuart and Dave were talking about there were just no model podcasts out there. was right around 2015, I guess, uh when I actually started to look for one. I found something on railroading, I think. But uh man, I think that was the, the, the deal was my wife was listening to serials. And to be honest with you, I had no idea what a podcast was back then. No idea. And that's why I told her, so, hey, let's see what they got for scale modeling. So, like a railroad thing came up. But uh so I kind of got the itch for it. But about that same time, I was starting uh, my Facebook group on YouTube. I mean, uh, Facebook group on uh, Facebook and uh, taking a stab at a YouTube channel Uh which who was it said? Go back and listen to the first few. Oh, as Dave said, the first few episodes of uh, your podcast were weren't worth the damn. Uh, well, you'll see some of that early YouTube stuff. Man, it was just horrible. <laughs> I always say the same thing. Don't go look at it. I'd delete it if it went for the damn algorithm. But uh, anyway, I kind of got the bug uh, for for the podcast back then, but really didn't have a clue what the hell to do. I guess it was two thousand twenty. I guess. I started kind of putting it together. Uh, Frildo and Whitey and Scott and I had hit it off there within the club. Uh, of course, they had introduced me to uh, Justin Lentz and Gabe Pizzelli and all those guys, you know, over that time and uh, kind of got into that. So the Model Geeks goes back to that core group of folks, you know, uh, Gabe and, and Justin and Scott, they're, they're really in why didn't they're they're the og model geeks i'm the new kid on the block uh when it comes to that group but uh just a super group of guys and uh we hit it off in the club and uh you know story told you know we hit it off and, and started it so uh it's been a great time uh i couldn't imagine doing it with any any other group of uh, dudes you know we uh they're just they're just super people and then you know we had tim uh tim holland of course el presidente he is now he is the president of our our local club um he stood in for me several times while i was on travel and it just made sense to bring tim in uh he he kind of has that connection with folks within the 72nd scale world and uh, it's just a, a likable guy you know he's just a super guy so brought him on board and uh, here we are you know 60 69 episodes now um so that's it in a nutshell you know looking for looking forward to 69 more so i told the guys the other day i don't care if two people are listening i'm going to keep on doing it you know so we'll see how how it is here in another uh i've got another three years i can't believe it's been three years already but anyhow yeah that's our story in a nutshell
0: scott the plastic posse's been going a pretty long time as well why don't you tell us about that
6: Yeah, we. I'm Scott. Um, Our podcast is The Plastic Posse. I I do it with a a great bunch of friends. Uh, Doug Smith here in Utah, he and I have known each other for at least 25 years. Um, We started out with the two of us and TJ Haller, and uh, I knew TJ from Scale Modelers Critique Group. Literally, uh, first time we met was well into the podcast when we went to the Las Vegas Nationals. <laughs> First time we'd ever been in a room together. But I, I heard uh, Stuart and uh, Podfather uh, Dave and uh, Mike and Dave's podcasts and liked it. I also heard uh, the Scale Model Shed, which isn't around anymore. And uh, we have one of those guys on our crew, Jensen Taylor. Um, and th- those all, I really enjoyed all those shows. Same reasons that these other guys really wanted to uh, consume podcasts at first. And then, you know, we kind of came up with an idea um, that let's focus on number one, the social aspect of the hobby, because I couldn't figure out in my mind how to make a technique based podcast for something that was a visual medium. We've all kind of touched on that. And so, um, you know, growing up, most of us had At some point, um, any town of any size had a hobby shop in it. And over the last few decades, those have sort of gone the way of the dodo in, in many cases uh, here in the States. And so we wanted to do a podcast that was reminiscent of going down on a Saturday and hanging out at the local brick and mortar and, you know, having a good time. So we're on, uh, episode 82, which is what we're working on right now. So Stuart and Dave and, Mike, uh, we're all very, very kind, helped us get started and uh really owe them a, a debt of gratitude. And uh this community has really been more than I ever anticipated. It's a great group of people. And each one of these podcasts, we all share, you know, obviously the passion for the hobby, but I think we also share a passion for what we do because I know none of us are getting
0: rich off of this. So anyway, yeah, that's a little bit about us. I think I'll get to fellow Brit Malcolm Childs next. Why don't you tell us about the um, idiosyncratic uh, Just Making Conversation?
7: <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah, my, my, my name is Malcolm Childs. I am um, from Just Making Conversation. I'm the chief potwash producer, uh, everything else Um and Hobnob I co-host, yeah, Hobnob Purchaser. I uh, co-host with James Skiffins. Uh, he and I um, will chat and make each other laugh. And one day we decided through COVID, why don't we put this down on and record it and someone else can listen to it. <laughs> we um, we just enjoyed chatting to each other and talking about model making and just telling lies to each other all the time. And it's just fun. And we thought we'd put it out for people. And it's funny, guys, uh, Dave said, um, don't listen to your first five podcasts. Well, you shouldn't listen to our first 66. <laughs> We're at 67 episodes now. Uh, we started in November 2020. Um, and it was, again, off the back of COVID. Um, I've been doing a lot of online modeling sessions for uh, beneficiaries of models for heroes and it was kind of off the back of that you know i'd already got the microphone some of the recording equipment so it made sense that we were going to carry on and and do some podcasts as well and i kind of did it as um, a break away from model making because talking about model making is as fun as model making sometimes you can actually discuss it with your friends and things and yeah that's how it how it how it came about and you know, the, the the wheels were oiled with Stuart and Dave and Mike and Scott. And I think Darren was starting around the same sort of time as us around there, about November 2020. And yeah, and, yeah, and it just grew from there. Um, I think we're nearly up to 100,000 plays now, which we're quite excited about. So there we go. That's us.
0: Awesome. Barry, you started small subjects at the same time. I think within a week that we uploaded the first, uh, Spree Cutters you one. you got a very, um, unique show like Chris with, uh, built sideways. Why don't you tell us about small subjects?
8: Yeah. Um, so I, I host small subjects with, uh, my friend, Jim Deer goddess, uh, like pabs. And like you said, we started in July of 2021. So I think all three of us started that month. Um, the only other podcast I was familiar with dealing with models at that time was, uh, plastic posse. And, uh, I there that along with um, we did me and Jim did a presentation about box dioramas online on a zoom meeting since nobody was meeting in person for the military miniature society of Illinois MMSI Um, and that went over so well and we got so much participation and so much interest that I started thinking yeah maybe we could do a podcast and if 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 uh, another dude from Orem Utah can get on a podcast and you know record his voice then maybe I can too so, yeah, we're, we're on episode 41. Uh, I do all the producing and the editing. Uh, Jim is a radio professional, so he is actually a, a fantastic interviewer. He, it, it, I didn't realize what a skill it was, what, what, uh, what, what it took to do that, but he's a pro and, and he's, he really
0: is a, a, a massive part of that. So, yeah. I think I'll get to Rob next. Rob. You've got the newest show, I think, out of the podcast.
9: Yeah, so I mean, those who know me, I was originally on a previous podcast before the Modeling Insanity podcast. So the Modeling Insanity podcast was an offshoot for me. Of I was on the Miss Green podcast, and that podcast started in mid two thousand twenty-one. But the consistency with that podcast, I wasn't in control of it. I was just a co-host, and the 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 inconsistent. Of the uploading of the episodes, we would record episodes. They would get released, or they wouldn't get released, and it was an issue. And it went through some trials and tribulations until a point where, in mid this year of 2023, I decided to go on my own and figured I wanted to start my own podcast. Um, it was in no way a competition for any of the new like the podcasts that are around, like the Posse and you know, uh, you know, Mike and Dave and everybody yourself, Chris. It was just really an opportunity for me to maybe try an opportunity to do my, to do things for myself. I got a good bunch of guys, Justin Ryan. I know that Darren met Justin at the, at the, uh, at your PaxCon show. I right? was at oh, PaxCon yeah, Con? Yep.
5: Yep. met right. Justin, Justin several Re- times. Super guy.
9: Yeah. Justin's a great guy. He co-hosts with me. He's a funny guy. We always want to try to make the insanity podcast a little bit more edgier, a little more funny. I know it might, might be somebody's cup of tea for some of the, content that's on there like we don't edit everything out you know there's a lot of expletives that might be going on on the show but that's just my sense of humor so I always try to keep it very you know comedic in some ways uh, but we are all going we'll, we'll have at least 10 shows by the end of the year um so we're doing pretty well when it comes to releasing um, we have some good interviews lined up we got a couple of friends on to do interviews at the start but now that we're like on a roll now we're starting to get some more people on coming into the next into 2024 for some good interviews but the whole idea for me was to try to bring our build rooms we do build rooms every night with our group I don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody here has been on any of our build rooms I know TJ's come on a few times and John jumps in once in a while Scott and our build rooms we get like 15 20 guys a night in our build rooms and it's fun. And the podcast was sort of like an extension of those build rooms. Some of the this discussions we have and um, some of the topics we talk about in the build rooms, you know, we always try to like carry it over into our podcast. So we're still learning as we're going, especially with the group. I got, you know, Rob Adams who runs the uh, Model Makers Union um, as well as my Steve Santucci who's actually a personal friend of mine in my personal life who's like one of my best friends. So he's like kind of like my, uh, It's I, how can you say, he's like, my Stan Laurel, like I always like joke around with Toots. If you ever listen to like the outtakes, you'll always see me breaking his chops, but it's always in good fun, you know. So, again, it's it, I always wanted to try to bring a little comedy and a little more, um, you know, you know, like this, like the guys in the locker room type of talk with our podcast. And it works for some people. It doesn't work for others. But, you know, I think that's for everybody. Not everybody's going to hit the same audience and uh, we do have a good time. And, you know, again, we're going to have at least 10 episodes within six months. And hopefully by next year, we'll have, you know, as many episodes as uh, some of you guys. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, I suppose I'm the only one left, unless I missed anyone. Didn't miss anyone. No. Uh, my name's Chris Meddings, and I run um, the well, I didn't run. I started the Sprue Cutters Union. The other two run it, they just tell me what to do. Um, I knew the co host, Will Patterson and Tracy Hancock independently they didn't actually know each other before we started the show but um I knew that they'd probably get on pretty well and they did we were lucky the chemistry worked uh which it doesn't always do it's you know it's a bit of a tricky thing isn't it recording and People can hear it when it's not genuine, when the conversation isn't genuine. I, I expect we've all had interviews where it just didn't quite click and it just, you know, listening back to it when you're editing it, you know, it sounds kind of a bit awkward or whatever. And, and you get other ones that just run and run and run. The conversation is great. So it's kind of like that with your co-host. We weren't really interested in a broad appeal show in appealing to as many people as possible because other podcasts were already out there when we started, like um, Barry and, and Chris, we started uh, and uh, a couple of other guys started in mid, July uh, mid 2021 and they're already established shows doing other things really well I've been on Scott's show on Plastic Posse as a guest and they were doing it really really well so we thought well there's no point just doing what other people are doing so we'll just basically lowest in- uh, lowest um, intellectual investment do the show you want to hear it's, <laughs> I think really that's the only thing you can do it's like models you, you can't build the models other people want to see you've got to build the models you want to make and um, so we just built the show we wanted to to build and from the beginning it was a, a based around an interview which again wasn't exactly revolutionary everyone was doing it so and it's going pretty well so um yeah I mean we're uh 50 odd episodes in we went to three weeks because two weeks was a punishing schedule and we'll get onto to that in a bit because I know you all <laughs> experience the same joys of editing and uh herding cats that I do of trying to get interviews and uh and um co-host together and I think what a lot of people don't realise is when you start these shows, you think, "Oh yeah, we'll just do a show every two weeks." And then you think, "Hang on, birthdays, Christmas, family vacations," and it's like, "Oh, that that's not going to work." <laughs> so you have to just kind of try and make it work as you can, really. So yeah, that, that's uh, the Cars Union. It's doing all right, I suppose. It's, I haven't got my second lead jet yet, but I, I suppose it will just be a matter of time. So uh, let's let's move on to some uh, topics. Uh, now we've got a few things uh, we talked about um, before we we put this together. So let's let's have a look at that. Now, one of the things that's come up is that each show has its own kind of, I think, unique voice. Whether we set out with like an idea of what that voice was, over time after those first few episodes that we were talking about, you develop it. So what do you think is the voice of your show and how important do you think it is to have your own kind of unique voice? Scott, I'll start with you this time.
6: Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, I think uh, our angle is – number one we try to have fun you know i mentioned sort of emphasizing the social aspect of the hobby and everything but you know we've we've really been committed to um like you said chris a little bit more of a broad appeal you know we kind of want to be all ages you know you can listen at work you can listen with your kids and so that's been sort of the way we've approached it the other thing is i've really wanted a podcast that could live and breathe so whether it's the length of our show or the format of our show or whatever, we've really allowed the show to kind of change. You know, when we started, we had three co-hosts and then we added John Bonani who's, who's been, you know, an absolute uh, blessing for us, you know, really great. He knows, he knows pretty much everybody in the hobby. We also added Grant Mayberry. I mentioned Jensen Taylor. I'm in the UK. And so, You know, again, the spirit is uh, one of of friendship and hanging out at a brick and mortar hobby shop. But instead of actually doing it, you know, listening at your bench and kind of having that same feeling. So anyway, yeah, that's
0: kind of what we do. I think the two words that always come to mind for me when I'm listening to your show are positivity and community. They're the big things that that come over. Yeah, thank you. That's what we try to do. So thank you. Chris, you've got a very unique show. Why don't you tell us about that? About the uh, of Bill's Sideways?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, so when we started, uh, there wasn't much to, to, in terms of like, so, uh, you know, we, we focused primarily on Gunpla, so you know, Gundam model kits and stuff like that. Um, but a little bit of like traditional modeling sprinkled in, uh, armor and, and car and stuff like that. So it's not like we, we focused just on that one kind of topic, but what we kind of like to do is we like to kind of hit topics that normal kind of traditional modeling podcasts don't. Uh, don't really talk about, or don't feel comfortable talking about per se. So we, you know, we we talk about gatekeeping, talk about kind of like that that kind of things that people would normally shy away just because it can be a little bit controversial. It can be a little bit what's the right word for it? It can be a little bit messy or spicy. So you know, we tr- we, we you know we try to kind of focus in on okay, well, why is it spicy? Like, why can't we talk about this? Why can't we look at it like in an impartial manner and see if we can have a proper discussion and see why it's such an issue or not an issue. Uh, so, you know, we try to look at it in every angle uh, uh, and we just have, we try to let the conversation flow as much as we can. Um, as much editing as I do on these episodes and God knows I, wow, there are times I'm just sitting out here, like the sun comes up. It's just a, a whole, <laughs> it's a whole thing. But, um, you know, the one thing that I can, I can absolutely praise my co host for is that they let the conversation flow and the topic is there and you know even though they do have a tough time kind of focusing in on the actual topic itself the conversation is where the gold is in, is at is what i like to say and um i think i think that's what kind that's what's helped kind of kind of help the, the show grow um it's uh you know the, in terms of the feedback we've, we've been getting it's always been like oh man thank you for talking about this it's something that we've never really talked about at least outside of our like inner circles and stuff you know um one of the one of our more popular episodes was uh sexism in the hobby and again that's not really something that you know people openly talk about for some reason and um we really wanted to talk about it just because we have female builders in our in our circles and they've been discriminated against and we want us to know why you know what we, what kind of their experience kind of our experience and why it needs to be talked about more and and stuff like that so i think that's what makes ours a little bit more unique um while we don't we do talk about the models themselves we also talk about the people behind them and it's uh and and the importance of of acceptance just because you know especially because even now uh gunpla is still kind of a niche hobby so we talk about niche topics on top of that so um i think that's what makes us unique i hope at least so that's us
0: (laughs) i think as well you guys come from a slightly different i mean it's it's like a venn diagram him for sure um but a slightly different culture from the rest of us from the at the risk of annoying uh what is it eight other people in this chat uh we're all pale and male and you guys aren't really <laughs> you've got kind of a different culture going on uh it's a younger audience uh perhaps
3: uh you know as i look around and, and i'm seeing some some faces here i mean yeah let's let's just say I, like I, I, I do i do stand out a little bit um but uh I, yeah i think i think uh that also helps us a lot like um because each one of myself and my co-hosts are, are very different. Um, you know, Brian Brobuilder. Bro- Bro- Bro, I'm sure you guys have all spoken to him. You know, he's you know very tall, uh, Caucasian male, um, coming from traditional modeling and stuff like that. You know, very creative guy. You've got Julio uh, from you know from Brooklyn. You know, very uh, very outspoken, very loud and boisterous. Kyle from the Midwest. He's very uh, again back into back to traditional stuff. He's uh, he's also very knowledgeable and. and uh, kind of very introverted so getting him to talk has been a bit, a bit of a challenge but um you know and then myself who's kind of been everywhere kind of internationally and, and but mostly based upon like you know kind of like the, the the east kind of uh japanese asian side of of modeling where there's gunpla and super Robo and stuff like that so it's been we kind of cover a lot of bases and uh, i think that helps us have a very unique perspective on some things that um that that uh that we talk about like, like again like traditional modeling and all that stuff.
0: Barry, I think although your subject area is kind of in traditional modeling, it's still pretty different from a lot of the rest of us.
3: Uh,
8: yeah. The, as as I mean, it's
0: small subjects. Yeah.
8: I, I think uh, I mean, just the fact that we're dealing with a, a subject area that is only kind of peripherally dealt with on the other podcasts, with, which is miniatures, figures, historical um, primarily, uh, but there is some crossover into plastic modeling because that's where most of us came from. But, uh, and we, we also, uh, try to evangelize, uh, for one of our favorite topics, uh, Jim and I, which is box dioramas. And I, I thought we would get one person interested and I thought that would be worth it. And we've seen dozens of people talk to us about, Hey, I want to build a box diorama. And that's, that's exciting to me. That's been probably the biggest, um, the most exciting thing for me
0: doing this podcast. Well, you know, I message you with ideas all the time. I never build them but I talk to you about my box ideas all the time. The figure world, though, as well. I mean, I know TJ on uh, the PPP comes from figure background himself, and a lot of us have dabbled in figures and what have you. But, the, I mean, in my experience at Scale Model Challenge, the figure world is a slightly different culture again from from the scale model world.
8: It's uh, quite a bit different. It's, uh, it's kind of culture shock for us to go to IPMS shows now. Uh, but we're it's probably not quite as young and you know diverse as the the gunplay world but it's it's kind of somewhere in between but it, it's it's there where there are a lot more women that do figures i mean it's just it's not an unusual thing
0: and it's it's a little bit different malcolm your show is from, that's the unique voice that kind of whimsical fun
7: yeah we put a lot of sound effects and play with our voices a little bit which is you know, if you if you don't do that, it takes a, even twice as long to edit in and make it work than normal. So I, I challenge you guys to do that. <laughs> um, what makes us different? I guess we just, um, James and I always kind of said, we'll keep doing the podcast uh, while we're enjoying it. And the, the second we stop enjoying it and it becomes too much, we'll stop. And that was three years ago when we haven't stopped. So we always try to do just what, him and I want to talk about you know we don't really tend to follow the herd so much in what other people are talking about we just kind of go our way and it seems to work you know um but uh, I mean it's interesting you know uh, how things are changing like talking about box dioramas Barry there was I think at Scale Model World last week there were more box dioramas there than I've ever seen I don't know if you felt the same way Chris but uh, um yeah things you know I, I don't know if it's a an influence, or is it just something that I noticed. A boxes oh, are an absolute rarity at uh, Scale Model World.
8: That's that's um, pretty impressive, since we only have about ten listeners. So,
0: <laughs> and
7: they're all ah. in Chicago. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we always try, we would uh, we try to do what we, we we enjoy, and I guess other people have enjoyed listening to it as well. And, you know, messing around with the voices and making them sound like chipmunks every now and again is, is fun.
0: I, I have to say, I think your little sound effects and stuff you do are really professional, though. I mean, yeah, you kind of throw it away as a little joke, but they're always really well done. Really well done. Thank you. That wasn't really a question, was it? <laughs> Rob, you've already said your voice is pretty unique, uh, and it definitely is. Uh, that that kind of uh, East Coast thing. And uh, <laughs> What is it you wanted to, I mean, you've said what you wanted to bring to it, but how important do you think it is just to be yourself and just to not worry too much?
9: Well, I think that if anybody knows me outside of the podcast or sees me at a show, they know who I am. They can hear me across the room. But I always wanted to try to keep as much entertainment in the podcast as well as being informative. Like it's always my goal to just, I'm always myself when I'm on the show, maybe a little too much. Um, it's heavily edited sometimes because there's some crazy stuff is said at some points. But I mean, you hear some crazy stuff on there. Just imagine what gets cut out of there. Um, but I think that the goal of the podcast, for me as well as the co-hosts Steve, Justin, and uh, Rob, is to be informative. I mean, you have to be informative, but you know, we're modelers. We're not really entertainers. You know, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, there's only so many topics that we can have, right? I mean, you got to make it as as entertaining as possible. I think some of the best times that I have is one like it's like I said, like that locker room feel like when you're sitting down and having a discussion about something and you're you just you know you're being honest about things like you'll always hear me be honest on that podcast um I'm going to speak my mind whether you agree with it or disagree um I know Chris when I I talked about the 3D printing on that one episode like you <laughs> I woke up Scott this is the, this is what this is your TJ and I love him so after we had our one podcast regarding like what 3D printing was, and I had just recently got interviewed by um, Dave Grummet about that same thing about 3D printing and how it would affect me as like, you know, a photo watch guy or a scratch builder. And I woke up to a message from TJ at like 4.30 in the morning because I know we except to go to work and he knows I do as well. And all the message said was, you're wrong. That's all it said.
6: <laughs> that's that's TJ. And I wrote
9: back. That's all they needed uh, to say. And right, and I wrote back about what and nothing for like an hour, and then I get another message. Everything. <laughs> that's it. And it's then just you, you're just uh, wrong. Uh, it was great. And then Matt and Chris, you did the same thing to me pretty that same morning. So again, I mean, the whole idea is is to be as informative for me. I can only speak for myself. you know, I can't speak for the co-host, but. For me is to be as informative, but also keep a little comedy and myself in there. I'll always be myself. And some of the best compliments I've gotten, especially with the new podcast, is when I get messages from people of people who I don't know saying that they couldn't, they they were hysterical laughing at something that I said, or um, or that just had a good time just listening to it, because it's a different feel from a lot of the different podcasts. So it was always my goal for me personally, is to try to just be a little different in a way where. You know, we can discuss topics, have fun doing it and just be a little bit edgy. Uh, I know that Scott said that he they try to be like, you know, you know, probably, you know, you know, a broad audience. Our show is not for kids. So, you know, we always try to make sure that, you know, you know, there's going to be some exclusives dropped on the show, but not at the point where I think it dominates the show, I hope. Like, I don't want it to just be like, you know, a, you know, an, a, some stupid R-rated movie where all it is is just like, you know, stupid curse words or like non-topics going on. We're trying to stay formatted. As you can tell, Chris, from the other podcast that I was on prior, we're trying to keep it as as formatted as possible and model oriented as possible compared to what we did in the past. So I think it's working out.
0: Well, I was going to come to Mike next. Mike, I think a big part of your show is, like you said, the long long relationship and friendship you have with, with David Knights, it's obviously to have known each other as kind of a sh- almost a shorthand in your conversations. Yes. Do you think the voice of your show comes from that? Or is it something that you consciously thought about the podcast?
4: It, it, it comes from that. It's completely organic from that friendship entirely. Uh, you know, if we, if we would characterize it, it's, and, and not that we're trying to, to not to use the comedy side of what I'm about to say is, is, as, as the, as the reason, but, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's just he and I, and it's kind of a, Now, those outside the United States might not understand it, but a a a Johnny Carson, Ed McMahon kind of thing. Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis. You can say who's Jerry Lewis. You can you can figure out which one of us is Jerry Lewis. It's Dave. All the the youngsters (laughs) may have to Google that. But just those those, and they happen to be comic comic skewed kind of of duos, but. uh, some of those had some friendships behind them that came through and all that. Now, I'm not saying we're comic geniuses or anything. and and that's really not the point of the show, but it is an extension of our friendship. And all the conversations and the exchanges tend to tend to reflect that. As far as our show and our differentiation, we run a pretty tight format. and it, it's not scripted, but uh, our, our our segments run across an outline that is consistent episode to episode. It's, it, we're really trying to to make it a show. Right. Um, that is has some level of consistency, episode to episode and and not meandering all over the place. Now, uh, sometimes that works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And it's just it seems to work out well for us because we can we can pre-plan, collect our thoughts. And uh, uh, we have one segment that kind of flip flops between uh, every other episode that we do uh, just because we thought things were getting a little too long. Uh, but we like to work that way. Uh, I'm an engineer. He's an attorney. That's that's the, the, the way we work in our professional careers, typically. And I think that's just the way we we feel like doing things, the way we're comfortable doing things. And another thing we've done on our show is we've tried to foster a handful of personalities or, or re- recurring guests that we think have something to offer to the modeling community. Depending on your skill level, maybe they have something to offer others more than than some, but uh, that's okay because we're kind of a, a broad audience, kind of like the Scott and his team are. But, uh, you know, with Dr. Miller and and Evan McCallum, I'll get to him a little bit more in just a second, but, uh, Steve Hustad was a real kind of, uh, scale model idol of Dave's. I, I didn't really, to be honest, know who he was because I wasn't a 72nd scale aficionado like, like Dave, but, uh, uh, we finally got caught up with Steve and, and keep having him back on the show. And every time we have him on the show, it's just a, a font of information and, and, and modeling goodness. So. Uh, we're going to keep doing that. We're looking for a few more and we've got our eyes on some folks. So we want to get connected with and uh, try to have on as recurring guests, but that's kind of a, uh, kind of our, our way of doing things. And we've, we set out early on to kind of, and w- when I say this, it's, it's not to disparage any of the other shows who, who've done this because we all do things differently, but uh, uh, back to that, trying to make it a window of our modeling adventure and our, our journey um, we weren't fast to run off and start, recruiting all the scale model rock stars as I like to call them as guests early on all those people are already platformed they already have a big following that's just not the way we wanted to go we wanted to 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 leverage our friendship and uh if people f- found that interesting uh that was going to carry us forward and so far that's working out pretty well
0: we tend to have guests on our show because they're people I know rather than because the the names or whatever or, or people that tracy or will know but um and it's things we want to talk about but I think one thing that all the shows do really well is to chemistry between the co-hosts which I personally believe that what people want to listen to maybe subconsciously is people having fun I think you're right that if they're listening to other people having fun and genuinely enjoying themselves then they'll have fun listening to it and it's it's funny you mentioned about comedy double acts because I was thinking of Malcolm. I, I always think of of Malcolm and James as Malcolm and Wise and, and those kind of classic British comedy double acts. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. but comedy doesn't really matter. What you've got is you've got a rhythm between the two people. And when you know, like Chris and uh the guys on um, Built Sideways are all friends and like Barry and Jim have known each other for years and the model geeks and everyone. When you've known these guys for years, you've got a natural rhythm that really works. And it, it's pleasant to listen to it's enjoyable to listen to and that's really the interviews are great but what sells the show is I think people like to listen to modellers having fun talking about modelling Dave I think the, the chemistry between the three of you is great I think Ian and Julian are, are slightly different personalities and you're kind of the moderator what do you think's the voice of of On The Bench the unique voice
1: Um. we've, we've had a lot of people actually write in and say it just feels like that they're um, listening in on a group of guys at a uh, modelling club, which is, you know, it really pleases me because that's unintentionally it was sort of the vibe we we're sort of aiming for. And um, another one wrote in said it sounds like I'm listening to a couple of guys in a pub, and, um, you know, on the other side of the booth, just yak, yakking away. And you know, to hear back from your listeners that that's the sort of what they're picking up on is sort of it. It's really good for us we didn't really sort of aim; we just sat down and sort of just yacked. And and I think it it. Because of Ian and I have sort of, she came to my wedding. So we've known each other for 10 years now. Um, so it was just, it was just something that flowed organically. I guess for me, some of the pleasing um, uh, consequences that have come out of, um, of, of doing this is that we've had a lot of feedback from people who, uh, well, gee, there was just one just recently, the recent show we were up at um, in Canberra just last weekend. had a veteran come up who'd done five tours and he said that um, going to the shed, listening to our podcast and modelling steadies him. And I can't count the number of people who've written into us particularly over um, during our COVID period where we're trying to pump out one show a week um, where people have written in and said, you're an absolute lifesaver. When I was at the last IPMS show, which one was I at? Omaha. I, I had a guy come up and uh, he just burst into tears and gave me a big hug. He said, you're a lifesaver uh, during a fairly dark period of my life. And, you know, we're just three guys who are no different or special from anybody else. We just sit around with a microphone in front of us and sort of talk models. And to be having that impact on people unintentionally, it's both humbling and, and beautiful at the same time. And it's a completely unintended consequence of what we we're intending to do and the fact that you know we've reached out and sort of touched just one individual let alone hundreds is just it just blows my mind
0: well you talk over each other all the time on the Spreecast Union. you do um that that impact that podcasts have had is something i want to come back to a bit later i think that's a really important point but before i do darren you guys on uh on the model geeks know each other um but your unique voice also comes from your kind of professional experience is that right
5: yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, you know, we, the the four, well, now five of us <laughs> all uh, retired Navy. And I mean, from all aspects of the Navy through the enlisted ranks, uh, all the way over to the Naval Academy uh, as well. So, you know, uh, pilots, maintainers, uh, maintenance officers, etc. Uh, you know, that's what we've done for our entire life. Matter of fact, we're all still employed by the Navy, so uh, it's just one of those things. that's an ingrained in us. It's it's a it's a fraternity that we will always have the, the the five of us. So we do, and you know, I think that's really what makes our local club here what it is. We can go down the the rabbit hole of you know IPMS rules for club meetings and so on and so forth. Or, or another show, another day. But uh, we are an IPMS club, but we we forego all that business BS, right? That's not what we do. Our club is a bunch of guys sitting around the table, having a few beers and talking about models. And that's, there may be an announcement like with PaxCon, obviously we had a couple announcements there, but there's no business done. Uh, And, you know, we, we rib each other, we uh, throw stuff at each other, uh, but we also compliment and help each other uh, along the way. So uh, that's kind of what we wanted our podcast to be. You know, I've heard Scott talk about the social aspect, 100% uh, agree. Uh, That's why I started the Facebook group that I did. Uh, Hey, y'all have all all heard it, right? The hobby's dying. (laughs) So I put that group (laughs) out there and guess what? 28,000 members later, the hobby ain't dying, right? So uh, it's more about now fostering a community and uh, and helping to promote and build and grow uh, the hobby. Uh, There was some conversation earlier about age and you know, uh, gender, except these are great things. These are great things I'm hearing because that's exactly, I think all 10 people sitting right here probably have the same thing in mind is growing the hobby and seeing things like that happen. Uh, that's, it's just a beautiful thing. And that's, you know, that's what we wanted. We wanted to be that club that people can't get to. And in the same time, help promote and lift the hobby and make it a little bit bigger and better for everybody. So, um, <laughs> and here again, we're all naval aviation centric. I'm starting to get the guys to start to venture off in some of the other genres, but uh we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's like prying uh I've... gold out of somebody's fingers, but we'll get there. <laughs>
0: so uh yeah, the what I was just saying was that uh I have I listen to all your shows. I listen to every single episode. Like because I get to model all the time because I'm a professional modeler, which means I live on baked beans and toast because it sucks the <laughs> but anyway. Um but the, the model geeks, I know you guys do different things. You branch out into other stuff as well, but it's good to have a USP yeah. for you. you know, and that's your you, you know unique selling point, isn't it? That you have this amazing depth of Navy aviation experience.
5: Yeah, yeah. that's uh, And we're still, like I said, immersed in it where we're at here now. So, and have archives and we're just fortunate to be where we're at within our hobby here. Now,
0: Stuart, probably your, I don't know what you would say your unique voice is for the Scale Model Podcast, but I think you cover the business side really well.
2: Yeah, I, that was kind of the, one of the original goals was more of the business side and it was also to try and advance the hobby and make, and make people realize, you know, that there's more to it. The hobby and people have heard me say this every time. The hobby is evolving. We were fortunate, uh, just like Chris was saying, uh, you know, how big Gundam is and the Far East market. Anthony spent it, a couple of years in Japan. Um, and so he really understood that market and, you know, a lot of people in Europe and North America didn't realize how big the market is. Uh, you know, when Bandai produces, you know, 500,000 people are lined up for hours outside the shop. And, you know, in the old days, Monogram considered 10,000 to be a success. Um, and that's the thing, the is evolving. So we, we do try and, we do try and cover, cover the business when we can. It can be challenging sometimes. Obviously some of the, uh, Drama, I think we can safely say, at a certain national organization um, over the last couple of months has kind of been, you know, interesting to cover. Um, but I think it's I think it's good. I think it very much it's similar to what other hobbies have gone through one of the things and i didn't mention one of the things that got me into uh podcasting was again the model railway podcasts um there was a couple out there and they were covering behind the scenes when the nmra was having their challenges and it's very similar story to what we saw over the fall um where you've got a whole new generation and The good thing is people seem to be a much more open now. Um, so we're really, you know, we're really enjoying that. Um, we love the sci-fi side. We've got a couple of guys who are regulars at Wonderfest, which is a non-IPMS show. But again, it shows there's many different sides. Um, I am not a master builder by any means. I don't enter competitions, but I enjoy it just for the love and, and the, and the social aspect. Um, so we do try and, you know, cover off the business when we can because I think the more people understand behind the scenes, the more they'll understand why, oh, why X, X company released another Tiger or another Spitfire. You know, it it allows them to pay for the for the weird stuff. And we're also getting into an era now, thanks to 3D printing and cottage industries and stuff like that, where you can pretty well get anything now no matter how obscure it is like i love i love scalemates just for going through that and and seeing stuff stuff that you wouldn't have had a dream to have years ago to be able to see released and now you can get it and no matter how obscure it is you know it's it's, it's just simply amazing and that's that's one thing i i really think moving forward and i think having all of us pardon me the more the merrier
6: um will work scott but you I was really uh, just uh, waving at, at Darren's camera, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to get a little bit of extra attention along with Malcolm. But
5: yeah, I was just he, looking my my arms in the air, I look like I'm praying, but yeah. it'll be a good
6: one. <laughs> <laughs> well, You know what? That's one thing that's awesome
2: about every hobby in ours too. We all have the memes, we all have the stereotypes, <laughs> and we can all we, we we can all laugh at it. And you know, that's one thing. Social media has been very good for the hobby, but it also it enhances the good and it enhances the bad. And we've all We're seen just that. Like life, really. Yeah. In the last few months, we've all seen that. That's the thing. I, I try and be the eternal optimist.
0: Now, the next thing I want to talk about is, is what you think scale model podcasting is how it's changed the hobby or what it's done for the hobby and already it's come up a lot of you guys have said about how you've had this really positive feedback Chris you said about the sexism episode and how that hit home with a lot of people and I can't remember who it was now that said that Oh uh, well I know I've listened to your shows Darren you've said it you get these letters from people saying how the show's affected them we've done shows where we've touched on uh, very serious topics including mental health I know a lot of you guys have and I think for a lot of people that maybe don't have a club or that aren't maybe the most sociable guys, it's a way they can join in the conversation and enjoy the discussion of modelling uh, at their bench, listening to it or in the car or, or going for a run or whatever. What do you think podcasting has added to, to modelling? Who wants to go first? on, Stuart.
2: Well, I think as all of us said, we've definitely, it's enabled you to bring it to the bench. And I think it's not only podcasting, um, which creates the community, It's it's post-COVID. It's been the Zoom meetings. It's been the Hangouts. I know for years and years, there was only one, one guy I know out of, out of the UK. And of course, whose name's going to just. Completely escaped me. He ran international scale modeler for many years. Um, He would do a weekly hangout with a bunch of his buddies, and everyone would would join in. And you know, I like the concept. We started doing uh, with our club every non every three Wednesdays out of four, and the fourth one we meet in person. We have a build night. We call it the Gray Butts, and anyone's welcome. I remember when Wonderfest they did a virtual show the first year of COVID when they couldn't meet, so they did one called Wantafest. So they did a fundraising thing. And I remember when we were interviewing some of the uh, organizers for that afterwards, they actually had quite a few people for medical reasons, cost reasons, travel reasons wouldn't ever make it to a show. And the fact that they could virtually enter their models and be part of that community was, you know, and a couple of them said it's a life-saving thing. Um, Having virtual meetings via Zoom or whatever has really bought the hobby home for a lot of people who for whatever reason or another can't make it. Same thing with, you know, we see it with Operation Vet Builder Models for Hero and all those organizations. You know, it's really helped bring that home with the, with the social media aspect. We don't just have, you know, friends in our immediate area or people we see once a year at the annual show. We now have a worldwide audience of friends and colleagues.
9: I was going to say, I was going to build off of that because I had mentioned that on one of our podcasts about the social aspect of the hobby now. You know, you have a hobby that was once a very solitary hobby. I mean, you sat at your bench, you built... You probably saw people at your monthly club meeting for your IPMS club. You know, that was pretty much the only interaction you really had. You know, I got the idea of doing build groups back, you know, even po- before COVID. But COVID started like you were isolated from the world. Now you realized how much fun you can have at your bench speaking and seeing guys on a screen and, and building together. Now when you get in a room and you're building by yourself. You're like, wow, this is too quiet in here. I need to listen to something or I need to talk to somebody while I'm building because, for me now, if I'm building by myself with no one on a screen or not listening to a podcast, I feel like I'm. It's like it's too quiet in the room now. That's how it is for me.
5: Yeah, if I can touch on that just real quick, you know, we, you look at this group we've got here tonight. We're, we're we're talking from all over the United States, over to England, and all the way down to, to Australia. You know, who would have thought that this would have been the state of the hobby just from uh, yeah, us, the, the relationship we've grown five years ago. You know, it, it's just mind blowing. And then you take take the audience. And Scott, I think you'll attest to this. We walk through the the nationals uh, uh, contest room or through the vendor room, and we run into people and and people just talking in groups about the hobby. How many folks they've had come up, Scott, and say, "Hey, how you doing? Thanks so much for what you're doing." You know, and how many people have they met through uh, this medium? It's just it's incredible. It's it's made the hobby. Uh, in the world, a lot the world a lot smaller, the hobby a lot bigger.
6: Yeah, you know the the. I think the question, Chris, that you had was, how do we think that podcasts adds to a, a visual medium like modeling, and has it changed modeling? I, I don't know that it's affected modeling itself, but certainly the the community of modelers has changed it significantly. You know, there absolutely. was absolutely there was a time when we all meaning the civilized world or whatever you want to say we got our news from the uh, the newspaper so we read about what happened yesterday and then all of a sudden we had a radio and we could hear about things that were happening in real time and i think that modeling podcasts as part of social the greater social media in this hobby has really changed the conversation. Now, all of a sudden, um, modelers that aren't near an IPMS chapter out in the middle of Nebraska or Iowa, no offense, Midwesterners, um, <laughs> modelers that are on different continents, modelers that are interested in alternate format shows like MMSI that haven't really heard about those things. All those things now have changed. And then you add to that um, what we've been talking about with bringing people out of their basements and, and having mm-hmm. conversations conversations and addressing things like mental mental health and racism and sexism and misogyny and and topics like that and I think it's been very very powerful you know and I'm not I'm not taking any credit for that I think it's just empowered the modeling community
0: to collaborate and to communicate I have to say when we tackled those topics I was it really gave me a huge kind of feeling of of um, of love for the modeling community because i thought we'd get a lot of pushback about being woke and about this and that and we got none none at all not one email so you know it, it really made me think modelers are pretty good guys they really are yeah really are mike
4: everybody's talked about the community and and you know we've had that experience as well but i, I think another aspect and we've seen that probably this fall and, and late summer that uh, it's given a voice to a greater swath of the modeling community Whereas, and and it's, I think it's it's slowly but definitely challenging the uh, the mindset of uh, certain uh, established modeling communities who have uh,
0: hierarchy, should we say
4: hierarchy that uh, think things are a certain way and they're not. I mean, the 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 age and the the gender aspects of of the, the entire community are now in in full exposure, right? For better or worse. Uh, there's, I guess there is no worse. It's it's all for the better. Um, some people might think it's worse because they didn't want to they didn't want to look at these things before for whatever reason. But the the voice has gotten bigger and it's gotten louder. And uh there's folks out there saying that uh this is a, a vocal minority. I think they only have that half right. It's certainly vocal but is not the minority. And they're, they're learning Absolutely that. Not. They're learning yeah, that very rapidly. Very much. I think the events of the summer of that. Yes.
2: And I think, right. well, we've seen that. We've seen that with other other organizations, no matter what, there's a point where they have to evolve. And I've seen it, you know, the NMRA, the model railroads about seven, eight years ago, I've seen it in other nonprofits. It's, it's exactly the same playbook.
3: Chris. Uh, you know, outside of the community stuff, which I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head. Um, it's also been a really good way of, of spreading good applicable knowledge and skill uh, and information. Um, it's something that growing up in this hobby, I never really got, you know, because I grew up in like the, the days of the forums, you know, mecha modeling forums and all that stuff, kind of browsing through that. And uh, I would message these amazing modelers and, you know, kind of ask them kind of how do they achieve these things? You know, what kind of things have they been doing or kind of practicing? And I would never get a reply back. Or sometimes people would either ignore my message or just, you know, just tell me to to go kick rocks or whatever. And um, it was always kind of discouraging uh, to know that, okay, well, you know, I kind of want to grow. I kind of want to develop this skill, but, you know, I don't really know where to start and how to go about it. And um, yeah, these these podcasts, you know, uh, these, have, these guys have really helped kind of, you uh, throw information out there. That's not only, uh, helpful to beginners, to intermediates and to, you know, to experts and pros, but it's also um, helped kind of give a voice to those who were like, well, okay, I'm, I'm more than just wanting to snap things together. Now I'm wanting to do more. And, and, uh, that's, I've always felt like that was a very kind of small voice in the hobby. That's now becoming kind of very, a lot more boisterous. And, and uh, I'm always going to be grateful for that because I'm always the type of, of, of model that wants to improve and, and, you know, that there's no ceiling to this to this thing and uh, that's a fantastic kind of development that we're getting now because people are happily going okay well let me show you how I do this so I think that's a, a big positive that we've been getting
8: you know it's interesting that if you had told me 10 years ago 15 years ago that we could have something more that brought people together more than the internet I would have thought well how can you do that it, isn't it fascinating that the that the conversations we have and people hearing our conversations still not being able to participate one-on-one with us in real time, but just hearing the conversations is so much
7: different to get
0: those messages across. Malcolm, you were kind of working with modeling and, and community before you started the podcast as well.
7: Yeah. I was going to say uh, one of the things that um, we found in with Models for Heroes when we were doing Zooms um, because we couldn't do any more face-to-face over COVID was if we normalize the language about mental health. I know a lot of you guys have visited that with your, with some of your episodes. And if you are open about mental health and talk about it, that changes the language, right? The way you're going to change a culture is by changing your culture. And I think we're all doing that, which is, which is great. That's, that's what I was going to say. We're obviously heading in the right direction, I think.
0: Dave, I mean, kind of the idea that podcasts have, have kind of affected the hobby and moved to, it's all your fault because you started it. So what have you got to say for yourself? Guilty, <laughs> Your Honour. No,
1: and and, <laughs> and I guess it was an unforeseen consequence, as I said, and and I I'm, I'm hearing what everyone else is saying and nobody ever sort of thought that we'd have a sort of, I don't want to say impact, but I guess it is an impact on the hobby uh, than what we expected because we we're also doing it for our own sort of reasons. And even, even even just this group that we're sort of talking with now, I mean, and I guess we're kind of a microcosm of what um, the hobby's all about, where, you know, Darren comes out to Australia, so I drive up and visit him, and I've been up to see Scott, catch up with the rest of the guys when I'm in the US uh, as much as I can, and, it, it, and that's... What sort of comes through our microphones when we're talking with each, with with our, our listeners, and we're sort of building that community unconsciously. And it wasn't something that I certainly consciously went into uh, started the podcast for. I wasn't about building a community or anything like that. I just wanted to listen to people talk about models. And, yeah. um, and here we are talking about all this other sort of highbrow, heavy stuff that doesn't smell like glue or stick to your fingers like paint does. It's it's kind of weird in in some respects um, side
9: of it too. It's kind of beautiful as well.
0: Um, I'm not sure, Rob, have you had a, have you spoken on this?
9: Well, I interjected a little bit, um, yeah. but I mean, so I, I will. What do you s- think, spin it. Well, I, I will say this. I mean, the podcast, I've always seen the podcast as an extension of social media in a lot of ways, right? Because back like what Chris had mentioned about the message boards back in the day, we all know how it was years ago. For me, an armor modeler being on missing links and things like that, World War II model maker, those types of forums, track links, You know, the only interaction you had with modelers or modelers of a certain caliber where you wanted to try to get to know how they did certain things, either they decided to talk to you or not. They really, there was really no going out of the way to help people. Now with social media, I think that, you know, the accessibility, even to podcasters like Chris, I'm sure you get messages from people that you don't know, or Darren gets messages or Barry might get messages from people that they don't know. And I'm sure you respond back. Well, usually I
0: have to block them.
9: Well, (laughs) it goes without saying, but the accessibility that people have to, to podcasters or just on Facebook in general, I mean, it's... It's like you're connected all day long, every minute of every day. And the podcasts, I think, like I said, are an extension of that, I think. And they give people an insight of what you are as a modeler, Chris. Like people might say, oh, you know, Chris is is arrogant or Chris, you know, or, you know, Chris is not afraid to speak his mind. Well, you're not. Right, I mean, I was Chris going to say, is, have
0: you been in my inbox?
9: <laughs> no, I, we talked about this. You don't remember we've spoken about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and and it comes down to you know, people hear you or hear us or hear people on their podcast, and they see you as how you are as a person, and I think it 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 gives a better picture of of the hobby and your imp- interpretation of it. And it's promoting the hobby. I mean, I'm sure everybody here who has their podcast are trying to promote the hobby the way they think that the hobby should be promoted. Now, everybody's going to have a different view of how the hobby should be promoted. And I don't want everybody to have the same view. When I listen to the Sprout Cutters Union, I want to hear topics. I want to hear Tracy or Will or you, Chris, have your opinions about a certain topic. You know, if I listen to the Model Geeks, I want to hear their opinion about something. I don't want everybody to have the same opinions. Because if everybody has the same opinion, what am, what am I listening to it for? You know, you want to hear people's opinions and and their spin on certain topics or issues like what we had over the summer. I mean, we're all pretty united when it came to our opinions about it. Some of us took a diplomatic view of it. I think you, Sprout Cutters Union, Chris, I think, Will, you guys did an amazing job when it came to discussing that topic. That's why in my podcast, when I spoke about it, I actually said, if you guys want some great insight on this topic, go listen to this Brew Cutters Union, because I couldn't top it because I didn't want to have the same opinion. I wanted you, like, I'm not going to sit there and try to rehash what you said. I would just direct you to your podcast. Um, so again, I think that the podcasts have been an outlet for people to get different personalities discussing different topics and people's opinions on those topics. And if we keep being, you know, ourselves during those podcasts, people are going to keep listening. You know, once you start not I to, you know, I, that's my opinion on that.
0: I think going back to the, the reason I asked about unique voices earlier, I think every show has a unique voice. And I think any show, any of our shows that people listen to, they'll get a different show. If we were the same, well, when we started ours, we thought we'll give it a go. But if it ends up being the same as other shows, we'll just quit because their other shows are already doing it really well. Right. So if you can't be different, what's the point in doing it? And I think every show does have its own. That's why I enjoy listening to them all. That's why I never skip any of your shows. But also, I mean, I think the thing that podcasts gives that social media doesn't give, social media is quite a short form thing right. yeah, or a response. And quite often, unfortunately, it's uh almost a combative to and fro sometimes. The podcasts, you get the full rounded personalities of the people on the shows. It's a much more richer in indebt- oh, depth they should they tend to get on social media.
5: Yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, it's all it's almost like an editorial but a two way editorial. I think we sort of empower the expectation of people in this community that they do have a voice and that there are other people who have voices, whether they're different or they're the same, um, and they can exercise those voices. You know, we've sort of hinted at the, uh, you know, the organization, but I mean, the evolution of that organization is happening because people are having conversations and people are are utilizing these platforms uh, to collaborate. And, and, it, and that also goes back to sharing information, you know, um, 10 years ago, missing links, hyperscale, whatever forums you were on, a lot of information was was very tribal. It wasn't shared. It was considered as a competitive advantage and that expectation has changed. Collaboration is expected. And one of the best things about this podcast is if I need to know something about an F14 Tomcat, one of my listeners wants to know, I can send him to Darren or one of his guys or if, you know, I need to know something about Telford, I can send him to Malcolm or I can send him, you know, uh, to Chris or same thing in Australia. You know, there, there's an expectation that these conversations are not only okay, but that I mean they should be collaborative, that, you know, that these conversations should be to participated in it.
9: Chris, can I say something else? And I and I wanted to say this too, and this is important, I think. Um when I broke away from the prior podcast and I was starting up my the new the modeling insanity podcast. Chris, you reached out to me, I think, that day when you saw that I was going to be doing my own thing. And you, you, the first thing you said was, if you need anything, you need any help with anything, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And that's something that I appreciated. And I think that people need to understand that it's not competitive at all with the podcast. Everybody mm-hmm. supports each other. It's it's like everybody has their place. And I think everybody appreciates that. And that was one thing that I even Scott, even TJ and John reached out to me when we was when I was upstarting the new podcast. That like if you need anything, if you need any help with anything, don't hesitate to reach out. And you appreciate that because you know you're friends, but you don't know each other, but you do know each other and you realize that, you know, people are here to help each other now. And I think mm. that's really important for people to understand and know.
7: Yeah, one of the um, the things I'm really proud of is that we all talk about each other's podcasts on our podcasts. You know, we have the the modelpodcasts.com where we all have our own links and everyone promotes. You that. And I think that's thank you, Stuart. And I think it's really important that we do that and we continue to do that because it means that if one person listens to um, Spooky Union, they might listen to somebody else and they'll get another another opinion and they'll go all the way around and listen to them all. I think it's great.
2: Well, and I think it's what someone else was saying. It's, it's yeah, there's times where, I think it was Rob saying, there's times where someone can make a good point or there's something really, really interesting or another podcast has a good guest. And let's say we come upon it in a sideways way. We will certainly say, yeah, check this one out on, on the bench or go here. Or, you know, if you're into the, you know, if you're into Gundams, check, check these guys out. And yeah, I think, uh, having the model podcast site's been awesome. I really need to try and carve out some time and get some, all of our favorite links. I promise Mike that for the better part of, of two years, I'm surprised he didn't smack me the last time I was, he was, he was up here. Yeah. See, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's certainly, it's been a wonderful community thing and I love reaching out to people and saying, Hey, you know, come and throw up your link. We're happy, you know, because it is, it's like a large, it's like a large podcasting network, I guess, shall we say. And we each have our, have our own
0: flavors, our own flavors of craziness, shall we say. I think we're all lucky now and then with, we've, we've got the right guest or just even with the regular host and the right conversation at the right place, at the right time. And you catch lightning in a bottle and you have a really great discussion. So I'm always recommending those episodes to other people saying, you know. Uh, Barry and Jim picked on someone really great this time and some interesting stuff came You've got to listen to them too with Calvin Tan or uh, the guys that built Sideways did a great discussion about gatekeeping and you need to listen to that. So I do that all the time. Um, you can't, as much as you might want to, you can't do that every episode. So when someone does an episode and it's really great, I'm always saying to other people, you need to go and listen to that.
2: Well, and I think part of the other nice thing now- is one of, the, one of the stuff I enjoy Is when we go live, we go live out to shows, you know, so I know with Davey and Julian were out at ACT and, you know, isn't it great? You can be broadcasting and all all of a sudden Lincoln comes by and heckles you, you know, stuff like that, (laughs) you know, we're, we're, we're basically known now, you know, and it's the same thing with other people. They, they all know us and they all see the value of having the podcast.
0: Now, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure you're you're probably going to say the same thing. I've got a huge amount out of podcasting. A lot of it that I never really expected when I started, how much it would uh, change my modelling and improve and sort of enrich my modelling. But also, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So why don't we sort of go around and, and say about how much work it, it takes for you to produce the podcast and maybe what you've got out of doing it. Because let's face it, if it was just the work, we wouldn't be doing it. Scott, what about you?
6: Well, um, you know, as far as time that it takes, each episode of The Posse is usually about 20 hours, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, You know, I know one of the other questions you have was, you know, how do we line up guests? Well, that takes time, you know, and then obviously the audio production takes time. So yeah, each uh, episode that we drop every two weeks takes me about 20 hours. So I'm about 40 hours a month, not getting rich. Um, Did I mention that? Not getting rich. If you, though,
0: as a modeler, do you think, why is it you do it?
6: It's just, well, I mean, this conversation here, I mean I'm going to take uh Barry as as a great example. Um Barry and I grew up in the same town a couple of blocks away from each other. Never knew each other and uh we met over a phone uh, a phone call that Barry, you know, Barry called me and asked me about podcasting and we met and uh you know uh, meeting Barry has enriched my modeling life. I I I've, I've now um been to the MMSI show and really seen a whole different uh, sort of aspect of, of model shows. Um, he's an amazing modeler. He's a great person. And and all that happened because I put in the work and, you know, and, and I, all of you, um, we all have, you know, that the same thing, you know, I consider you all my friends. Uh, some of you are, you know, would never have started the posse without your direct help. Malcolm is, uh, somebody I look up to immensely. Who's allowed me to use my podcast to, to accomplish some greater good, which means more to you guys than I, I think I could express. I could just go on and on and on. So that's why that's why I do it like how about you
4: uh I do a pretty tight edit and it takes a lot of time I'm probably two for one for for recorded material for for hours in versus what it takes me to kick out the final product I do that because've I've got some self-imposed expectations I guess because I'm an engineer by 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 education uh, and also I've gotten some feedback from some people who are in industries who listen to the podcast that uh who have, have who validated that for me it's not so much work that I don't like doing it it's sometimes i dread it but when i get to the end of it i'm like yeah you know that's that's pretty good i think i like the way that came out and then uh, you get the feedback from from an episode or 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 whatever and and it's it's uh it's really rewarding i also we keep it's it's still it's the community we here here are on the screen on my screen are 10 people in january 2020 i didn't even know didn't know you at all none of you and now it we're all here we're, we're talking as friends, we are friends some of some of some of us have have known each other longer than others, but uh, it really doesn't take much time talking to any one of you before things diverge into something maybe even outside of modeling. I know some of you had to endure it on our, our little group chat, but uh, Rob, we had a conversation about something that uh, was kind of important to me and important to him clearly it was was about uh, how we how we relate to our elders. And just something that was really important to me and clearly important to him again, that, that conversation would have never happened if we hadn't had the podcast. It's it's just it's so much fun. This has been just incredible fun and I've enjoyed meeting all of you guys. And uh, uh, again, the synergy between us has been great. I think, uh, I'm going to keep doing it again. Some of you have said I'm going to keep doing it as long as it's fun. And I don't see this not being fun on the, on the horizon at all. I, I have my moments. And I'm sure we all have when uh, you're like, oh, man, I gotta get this out by Friday, Friday, midnight or whenever your, your own drop date is. And, and <laughs> you slog through it, you get it done and you get back to the bench. And I, I don't know how many of you listen to your own episodes. I, I kind of do for a kind of quality check um, at oh, some like point. Three
5: times three well. times over
4: <laughs> but uh yeah three for me too uh, it, 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 it's all been rewarding for for the uh all the reasons we've all said I think there's just so so much common it's such a common vein among the 10 of us here tonight that uh I, I, I think we're all kind of doing it for the same reasons Rob, you doing it for the same reasons
9: I'll tell you um the editing is it, it's tolling it takes it's taxing on you like for me now realizing how much mo- time goes into post it's it's a lot. Um, for, for instance, like we try not, I've been not, I know some guys like you guys, uh, Chris with your, you know, you'll release like a three hour or three and a half hour episode. I don't know if anybody wants to hear me talk for three and a half hours. So I kind of like, I, Scott, thanks for the vote of confidence. Um, I was hoping you were like, no, Rob, I want you to go to that hour. I'm, I'm laughing
6: with you. Not at you, my friend. No,
9: I know. No. So, I mean, I, I I wanna try to keep the podcast between an hour and a half and two hours if I can. And if we record for three and a half hours, four hours of time. Now, Justin Ryan, who's one of the co-hosts, who's a great guy, Darren, you met him, I love him. Yeah,
5: super dude, super guy.
9: If for some reason in Audacity, his everything the reason the way he speaks everything is connected there's never a break in his speech <laughs> so when he speaks and he ums every two seconds it gets overtakes the conversation so if I have to edit ums out it takes me hours to edit Justin Ryan's Ryan's ums out of his speech so I tell him all the time he's like he would, one time he's like so when's the podcast going to be dropped I said, you know, I, I'm not going to curse. I promised Chris Mettings I wouldn't curse. <laughs>
0: it's, it's Scott that doesn't want swearing.
9: All right, Scott, I'm not going to. Peachy Scott. This, this dude, make believe I'm cursing with the beeps. Um, I said, just do the beeps. Justin, I literally just went through 10 minutes of our conversation and I spent me, took me two hours to edit you in 10 minutes. <laughs> so extrapolate that out for all those hours so i said for every 10 to 15 minutes of of recording that's in the podcast that took me an hour to edit and if it's going to be two hours eh, it's 20 hours of editing almost (laughs) between maybe 15 hours of editing for one episode so and the planning of the episode you know we usually speak as we're leading up to it what we're going to discuss and then the post it's it's a lot of work i don't know for at 40 hours a month like scott was saying but we also don't have as long of a podcast but it's at least thirty hours a month if we do well, two episodes. Hopefully,
2: hopefully, some improvements in AI can help that
9: for you. Well, I'm um, listen, uh, Stu. I'm telling you right now, I, I'm gonna, I'm like a not, I'm like, a, if you can give me a, a tutorial on how to do it better, I'm gonna <laughs> sit down with you. We'll sit at and, and it'll be fantastic. Now we were talking about doing podcast live, Scott. You, you guys, you guys are gonna be at the nationals in in uh, in South Bend, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, right. amps, and, yeah.
9: And Mike, you guys are there too, right? That's the plan, but
4: uh, uh, our show's know. a window into our life and uh, things change, but uh, that's the plan is for us to be there. Yes. Well,
9: you know I'm heavily involved in amps. Yes. So we got it worked out. So the posse's going to be on the left, the mojo's on the right, and I'm going to be stuck, be in, stuck the in the middle of <laughs> you guys. So when you want to try to cross talk, hey, m- musical references are our you. bag. Come on. <laughs> just, just like they said, in Ghostbusters
6: tough. don't cross the street. Cr- so I got
9: it all worked out with John and Chuck and all those guys. I'm going to be right in the middle of you two. All it's right. Possibly. What could possibly go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of time and effort with the post-production though, Chris, yeah. it's, 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 I get it. You know, thank God my wife is awesome. She doesn't complain if I'm at the model table or now a new Call of Duty just came out playing Call of Duty and having to deal with stuff. So,
6: wow. You have time for video
9: games. Wow. The modeling's this- has taken a back seat the last week, Scott. So, all right. Do it. How about you?
2: Um, I've always kind of approached podcasting kind of the same way. I certainly don't spend as much time as some of the others editing. I try, my main goal is to try and get as clean as as possible during the production. So when we used to do live, I had the mixing board and I'd always be doing some adjustments. Um, A lot of it now is just we basically set up a Google Doc uh, a week or two prior to every show. Uh, We have a standard template and a formula we follow. I contribute a lot of the stories, but the other guys will Throw stuff in as well uh, that we see, and it's 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 pretty dynamic. When we record, we tend to follow the same model, and then. Again, a lot of it I throw into Audacity. Um, There is times I used to do a lot more ums and ahs. I have tried to uh, control that and that's helped. Where I notice it sometimes is when I'm doing, um, let's say a recording for a sponsor, uh, for our sponsor, because I tend to do those. We record on Monday nights and I I tend to put the edit, the podcast edit together Thursday and Friday. So I tend to do the stuff for Steve called TV man on the Thursday or Friday. And I know if I'm tired, I will, I'm in awe more and I'll breathe, you know, so I can get with that, I can get about a third, cut that down by a third. And as I was saying, Rob, I'm just I'm kind of looking into. I haven't got a solution yet, but I think with AI in that, you'll be able to find some stuff soon that will be able to. You just say, look for look for this or something close to this, and 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 take it out,
9: develop it, Stuart. This this is oh, your chance to pack something man, for us. I
2: wish now. There's enough. You know, I think we're going to see it. I think AI's really it's really made some interesting things, like for things like ad copy and that. It's a good first step, and I it's, think that's, it's almost
5: there. It's it is. there.
2: It is, and it's something I, I kind of play around with sometimes now. I'm, you know, at some point I'll probably want to do a new intro and I have played around a little bit and just said, okay, give me an intro to a model podcast you know that deals with this and this and the first draft actually is not half bad it It nails a lot of things all about
5: catwalks and fashion
2: no 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 this one wasn't believe it or not i know i I was i was expecting that
5: i'll I'll tell you if you look over just at buzzsprout i I don't know how many y'all host i we host on buzzsprout Mm -hmm. the magic mastering on buzzsprout already just taking out the background noise and some of the other like It's amazing. That's AI at work, you know. Uh, it's it's making leaps and bounds within the audio realm, if you will. It, it, and, I, and it's coming like a bow wave. It's coming yeah, at you. And I
2: think it's something we all have to look at. It's just like 3D printing in the hobby. Look how yeah. far 3D printing's come in 10 years. You know Let's that where the fact that I'm actually willing willing to do a one a ship at some point because I won't have to bend twenty eight thousand pieces of photo etch and go no. nuts. Listen, dude, we don't need
9: to get into an <laughs> argument on this. This is supposed to be a friendly table. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to get into. Uh, do you not need photo Watch Photo etch is your
2: friend, according to you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, some of it, some of it is, but no, I it's you know I love her. I know it's in, in in the end you have to do what you enjoy. Um, you know we all have bits of the hobby. Like I said editing sometimes. Yeah. As Mike was saying, it can be a chore. But there's also a good thing to remember sometimes is if I have or my guests or my hosts or that if I have to take a, a mental health break or we need to take a week off, I've got a, you know, I've got a wife with health issues. Life happens. I have no problem doing that. And my listeners have always been very supportive. Whereas, you know, it's important to do. You can't deliver a quality pro- product unless, unless you're good yourself. And I think that's that's something very, very important. Yeah, there's been times where I've gone, sheesh, by the time I finished work, because I'm also heavily involved with, I was president of my club during COVID. I still do a lot of the tech stuff there. We do our, our live Zoom meetings and presentations. You know, but the time I do that, I do the podcast. Oh, yeah, I haven't worked on something in a week on the bench. And, you know, you have to kind of sometimes take t- take care of yourself, too.
0: Dave, I'm convinced you don't even edit your show. You just stick it out. and you? you don't give a crap. Oh. Yeah.
5: So, what, yes. I, I've got stories there. That's the fastest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> I
0: know. You think I'll just send my own sound over and he's done it. It's out. It's got.
5: I mean, I, I, in, in a hotel room, I've watched him do this like, and, oh, it's uploaded. Yep. you got to be kidding me.
0: Yep, he does that. It's it's
1: I think doing it live, when I say live, everybody in the room, you can, especially with Ian and Julian, we, we, we know each other so well that we can know each other's cues and um, what you don't see is I'll, I'll boil a bit of paper up and throw it at one of the other guys if they're sort of talking when they shouldn't be talking or something like that. So it, it's a really quick and easy process for us and as soon as the guys leave, it's perhaps 20 minutes where I'll just quickly go over it and put all the ads in and do this and that and maybe chop a couple little bits out and then bang, it's done and it's uploaded. And the same for what we're talking about. I mean, sometimes the guys are here and I'm still boiling, the, still making the coffee and I haven't figured out what we're going to talk about. And in this case of we're smacking down our egg, eggs and bacon and we go, oh, let's, chat, let's chat about this then if we haven't got a guest already lined up. So it's it's very organic and, and quick and easy. And, God, if I was having to do 40 hours of editing a week, nah, I'd, I'd give this up. I can't understand that you guys have to do forty hours of editing. You've got something really going wrong there.
0: And what is it you get from doing it? From doing the podcasting, how's it improved your modelling or your model life?
1: Um, it's improved. It's it's made me want to push myself a lot more because um, I'm I'm very much like Stuart, and I consider myself just an average sort of modeler. It, it makes me want to be better listening to all you guys listen to your shows and all the guests that we have on our show as well it makes me want to push myself that little bit further and and take that next step and and try and achieve the things that i'm seeing um at model shows and the things that i'm hearing on the other podcasts so for me it, it's really about it it pushes me that's that's one of the sort of the magic parts out of it i mean uh, uh, speaking of pushing people i mean we always have a call to arms when we've got a, a show coming up that we're going to where we're saying to people, you know, come out if you've never been to a show before, enter a model even if it's, you know, your first time. And I've had three people come up to me now and say, hey, I entered I the, for the first time ever in a model show and I had, I've had a great time. Yeah, it's, it's just sort of the the the, the magic of it.
6: Chris, you know, you've been doing so much moderating. I mean, you haven't really had a chance to talk that much about SCU. So, you know, maybe a couple of these last two or three questions. I mean, give us sort of your view of, of Sprue Cutters Union and, and uh, this what is you guys this is how... are about. And
0: This is how I do interviews. I think no one tunes into an interview to listen to the interviewer. So I try and shut the and let other people talk. Also, because, uh, I mean, the the guys that have listened to to our show will know I have a real big problem with anxiety. And one of my anxieties is that I talk about myself too much. So I don't like to talk. And when I listen back to my show, the only person I edit out usually is me because I think oh, that's too much of me, too much talking. And that's also why I listen to my show three times because I'm paranoid. I've left something in which is embarrassing or stupid or a bad edit or something. So I have to listen to it three times to make sure I'm happy with it before it goes out. And if I don't have time to edit it and listen to it before it goes out, I poop my pants until the next day when I can get around to actually listening to it. Something I always wanted to do as a podcast, we get I get accused of this a lot, of, of over-intellectualising the the hobby but that was what i wanted to do with the podcast was get into the sort of the conceptual side of it because you don't need to look at pictures for the conceptual side so it's, it's a bit easier the technique to talk about highfalutin ideas whatever you call it and i've got a huge amount out of it interviewing people talking to will and tracy uh, but also listening to your podcast as well i get a lot particularly well i'm not going to single anyone out because i don't want to what about my show don't like my show then uh see now i'm doing it i'm running. um <laughs> that's you're good yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, that's what I get out of it. My modelling, I think, has been turbocharged by doing the podcast. It's the ideas I've got out of it, the way it's made me... It's not even the ideas or the techniques. It, it's changed the way I think about modelling completely. I've gone from being a ship and armour modeler to someone that wants to do dioramas and tell stories. And it's got me back in touch with... uh This is going to go really pretentious now. The people are about to switch off. My inner artist. Because uh, as I think <coughs> our college... Uh, I mentioned on the show I studied painting and printmaking at college and I always wanted to be an artist when I was growing up the thing art college did for me was destroy any interest in art so that it, just, it was such a jaded experience that I left and went into assurance. And it's only now that through modelling and talking to some modelers and the, like Jean-Bernard André and Alexander Duchamp and a lot of great guys, it's made me think, you know what, I could bring that back into my modelling. So that's what it's done for me. It's really sort of opened my third modelling eye, as it were, to what's possible <laughs> in modelling. But also it, it, it's made me feel far more positive about the hobby. Because, you know, it's easy to have conflicts online, but listening to your shows and getting involved more with the community, it's really made me enthusiastic about the community side of it. Other people's models, about going to shows, about everything about it. And it's made me, it's given me a huge amount of energy for the hobby, basically. Uh, editing, three to four hours per hour of the episode. That's not including recording time. That's just editing. I mean, a lot of people don't realise it. it takes me an hour to put the music clips for the links, the segues and the adverts on a show at the end and just sort of chop it all together as, a, as an episode. An hour just to do that. But, you know, time just goes when you're doing stuff like that. But at the same time, another thing I've got out of it is I love learning new stuff. I didn't do any sound engineering before this and I still suck as a sound engineer. I get yeah. emails all the time telling me that I'm too quiet on the show. And what they don't realise is it's because I'm a <laughs> heavy breather. And if I turn me down, you can't hear me huffing away, <laughs> the yeah, fat guy in you know, the
5: back of the room. It's fu- it's funny you say that. Sound engineer Scott and I, uh, same O'Nemo. We were talking about it. you know he's a musician. He saw the edits that I was doing. He's like, oh my god! You know he had no idea. He's like, yeah, you're you're a self-taught sound engineer. I said, yep, pretty much, man. <laughs> pretty much as a crash course. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. It gets faster though. You learn a lot of tricks along the way, don't you? Yeah, you do. Shortcuts and tricks, yep. yeah. That's halt the big keys. secret. Learn learn
2: document.
9: Yeah. Chris, f- I know why you don't speak loud. You got a you got a funny accent. That's why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's called English. That's that's how the uh, oh, you speak here so we how go. the king's language spoken,
2: have you know. Here we go.
5: We just had a pot kettle moment there, folks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is, actually, a, another thing I think
0: you'll all agree with, everyone like we have on says, oh, I don't like to listen to the interview because I hate the sound of my own voice. You get over that pretty damn quick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You have to, yeah. right?
5: Amen. Amen, brother. Yep.
8: <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely petrified of hearing my own voice recorded
6: and it took me around a half hour
8: and then it just, it went away. I never thought it would.
6: Well, Barry, you have like- a really, you have a really good voice, and and then let's all let's yeah. all have a moment of silence for Barry because he has to deal with those laughs that Jim <laughs> Jim does, those explosive. <laughs> Scary laughs that you don't want to hear late <laughs> well, at you, night. You know, speaking of
8: uh recording music, I've done some music mixing, not anything professional, but in music, a compressor is to be used very sparingly because you don't want to take all the dynamics out of music. Yeah. And yeah. so it took me a long time to realize I have to compress the hell yeah. out of Jim's track because yeah. we had people say that we actually almost yeah. caused them accidents because he yeah. would blow yeah. out
4: their car speakers. Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah.
6: It yep, gets loud. The compressor, Real quick. <laughs> the compressor is your friend on oh, smoking yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: conversations for sure. That's right. But that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I, I'm probably the only person in the world that likes Jim's laugh or loves it because he's <laughs> he's really enthused. He's really having fun talking about this, and that's infectious. I think.
6: Well, it's all genuine. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good laugh. It's just voluminous.
0: It, it's explosive. Is the word. <laughs> Yes. Yes.
2: No. <laughs> well, I like. I like to say. There's always one guy in a group that's like that. We have two in our club. Very similar. Yeah. Same idea.
0: Chris. What about you? How long does it take you to herd the cats?
3: Uh,
0: um. They're free spirits, right? Your guys.
3: They're very free spirit. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's kind of a several pronged attack. Because as as you guys were talking about this, I was like, I was kind of thinking about why I do it and um if you guys will permit me essentially my my grandfather and my father taught me that if i am able to do something i should do it to the best of my ability like why not like why not put 100 percent into it and you know you guys are talking about or don't what,
0: do it but do it well right
3: but do it well yeah you know you guys were talking about uh, you know what the podcasting has brought to with model making but for me it's like what i've brought my model making to my my podcasting because like if i'm building something i build it to the best of my ability i want to be able to output something. that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm something. This is something I am proud of. Podcasting. If I if we put out an episode, I'm like, okay, well, I want to make this the best episode I can make. You know, with my current kind of knowledge uh, and my skill set. Um, I'm still fairly early into kind of my audio editing, and I'm more, I'm, I'm a very visually. Uh, I'm, I'm a designer by by profession, so it's like. I'm very visually driven so audio is is a whole new monster for me so I'm still kind of learning the, the ropes and stuff and um making sure that the conversation flows has been huge a huge challenge for me especially with some <laughs> and the whole, you know I mean I, I love those guys those guys are my buddies those guys are my my family and um but some of the stuff they do is is just a little bit about there like for like for this recent episode that we had done we were just having like a, a conversation cuz we we tend to do a couple of minutes of b-roll to kind of start off our episode and then that's what we were doing and uh we were having a conversation and then all of a sudden we just hear somebody slapping meat and we don't know like what that was we had no idea and it turns out it was julio slapping his dog or or petting his dog but kind of just slapping it kind of in a a friendly way and this is a
0: pg show remember
3: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm not going to say why. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> and we we had no idea what was going on. We were like, "What is that?" And you know, he didn't have his filter on, so we had no idea what was going on. It, 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 it was just a very methodical slapping. I, i yeah, it was Rhythmic. okay. So, yeah, that's just one of those things. um Another another one of my co-hosts, Kyle, he has the tendency to just throw sound effects out there by himself. Like he'll just start to mouth effects that have nothing to do with the conversation. It's just, it's just like stuff like that. So you know, kind of, learning to to figure out okay well what what should i keep in what how, what keeps the conversation going what what keeps the flow going as a, a podcast listener myself what do i like to hear when yeah. we are talking about a, having a conversation and uh that's that's been that's just been oh it, it's been wonderful it's been wonderfully horrifying all at the same time just because like I, much like scott i put in like maybe 30 to 40 hours a month just putting the editing of the audio uh creating the thumbnail you know kind of Creating like the, the uncut episodes, making sure that's compressed in the right way, and it's it's just a whole bundle of of uh, I call it a uh, wondrous mess because it's like I really love doing it, and I you know I I'm I'm the guy kind of out of the guys that knows how to do this. Um, I think if I didn't do it, those guys wouldn't do it at all. But that's at the same time, it, right? Exactly, <laughs> and like <laughs> the other guys, yeah, they're if, gonna do it. No, they're not. They're not. They're like, okay, well, you know, I'm here. That's that's about as much as they'll do. But if I, um, yeah, I, I love it. But at the same time, it's like it takes up so much of my time. And in between, like doing this this podcast, starting the podcast, and now I I became a father for the first time. So now, like, trying to handle like. The hours of, okay, well, how can, when can I sit down and do this? What do I have to give up to do it? And it's it's mostly been sleep. So I'm sitting here like three, four in the morning, like listening to my own voice going, okay, well, let's let's remove me kind of like, you know, adding another um or right.
5: Well, I well, personally hate early mornings, but I do want to say congratulations. Didn't know that. So good on well, congratulations. Thank we'll
6: you. Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. and
6: Chris, if, if there's anything that we can do to help you, I mean, you said you're a visual guy. Well, you can do a lot of visual editing using Audacity or whatever you're using. You can, you, you'll learn to recognize, you know, this guy that always says, um, you'll learn to look, you'll learn to recognize what that waveform the looks shape like, it, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely.
4: I was thinking then, the same thing
6: and then the <laughs> other thing is um it, you know when you get the audio where you want it and you're going through don't be afraid to add it at 1.5x or whatever whatever you're comfortable with that'll help speed uh, things yeah. up but i, I think chipmunk th- editing all the time yeah, yeah yeah but but i think you really hit the nail on the head i think the most under rated, but most important part of editing a conversation is the flow. And, you know, I think people hear editing and they think, well, they got to take the shits and dams out or they, you know, or the sniffles or burps or whatever. And yeah, you got to do that. But if you have, we have one of our guys, I'm not going to say who he is, loves, (laughs) loves, loves the pregnant pause. We have, um, guys, we have, you know, guys, and you know, it's sort of, it's, it's sort of like you need a flow. You need a conversation that feels cohesive and you need to take dead spots and, and you know, integrate them more efficiently because you don't want people hopping off. Right. You want people to to stick with it. So you try to minimize that. But yeah, flow, the flow of the conversation I think is the most, uh, I would say, under underrated aspect of a good edit.
2: One of the best things I do um, is I always have a piece of paper and a pen uh, beside me when I'm recording. Uh, So if if a goof, something I need to. Yeah, exactly. Darren, See everyone's got their piece of paper. And that way, if something's going on during the recording that I know I have to go back to, I write the timestamp down um, just so because I know later on I got to deal with it. The other thing I do is because, again, we're on a set pattern. We always have advertising or whatever in in between segments. When when I do the advertising, everyone knows, you know, I just say, Okay, here we go. And then I literally put my hand up. I count down from 5 with no one talking, and that is such an obvious sound thing. So when I go through the first edit, I can split I can split it up right there. That's uh that's two things I find to save me time.
0: Malcolm, what about you? How long does it take you to put out an episode of JMC?
7: Um, 3 hours to record it and then about 20 hours to cut James out. <laughs> There's still a only, lot of James in there. Only anything. 20. And there's a lot of James <laughs> in there. Yeah, I'm just saying. It's funny, actually. I just listening to Chris and, and talking about when he has got kids. I don't know how he has time to even make any children because I, just, I, I spend a lot of time editing, you know, cutting bits out, and it's in visual uh, sorry a verbal what are they called uh, i looked it up uh, vocal disfluencies or filler words is ums and uhs and you're right you scott you can see the the shape of an um also if you want someone to stop saying um get them to edit their own vo- voice amen they will stop
5: pretty quickly I tell you, man, that's yeah. frill. Sorry, frill. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to call it that. <laughs> Sorry, frill. No names, No No, he's easy. Yeah. He, it's easy to drop frill's name. One of the hard it'll things be, is, okay. One of the hard things is, is
7: flow. Uh, as, as Scott says, is making sure it sounds coherent. And what you're talking about at the beginning, you round up at the end and the parts in the middle kind of make sense as well. That's, that's difficult. And and yeah, listening to it back, there's a reason why we don't, go over an hour because I've got to listen to it all back and then I don't have time to listen to too much <laughs> so yeah it's, sometimes if my wife's listening to it on the Alexa I'll think oh gosh she'll edit that bit out <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> but no it, it takes a long time but it's we do it because we we enjoy it and you know it, it, as we've said earlier on it makes a difference to some people so it's nice to put the, the hours in but the other thing is you can't edit and do something else you can't edit and listen to a podcast you can't edit no, it's and, active listening isn't it you have to really yeah, concentrate on it yeah. You can't model either. Ask no, me
0: how I know. You can't do anything. Just edit. That's no, it.
2: You just have to edit. One of the things, too, is, though, remember, none of us are, are, are looking to get a Grammy or a British Music Award or whatever it what? is in I know, believe it or not. Oh, no, so no, no, not there worried. are days, there are days where I know it's maybe 95% instead of the 100, but in the oh. end, it's, Yeah. Keep, give life. yourself a little bit of, yeah, exactly. Don't beat yourself up too much.
9: You know what? You just gave me an idea. So, we should do a podcast awards thing. Do this again, but we'll have awards oh, for certain man. categories. Oh, oh most, I
2: don't know. To, then, we'd, then we'd have to decide are we doing gold, silver, bronze, or one? T- <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, oh. <laughs> let's do something different let's just oh, like stewart does a mic drop man Let, let's Ooh. do something like uh i don't know titanium pewter brass or something <laughs> completely different <laughs> or just razzies, razzies, yeah. razzies See, there thing. we go there we go I, I think that would be
2: that would be a better idea We'll just all give ourselves our, you know what, we'll just do what some of our critics do. We'll just say it's participation awards for all. <laughs> That's right. right. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> one, of the, one
7: of the other things as well, cutting out um, swear words, I don't know if, uh, Rob, you've ever tried to actually bleep them. It does take extra time. So it's probably best that you don't bleep them because you can get their time off. <laughs> yeah. Look, Look, you know I'm I realise
0: so. when you delete stuff, it's not just a matter of deleting it because when it's in the middle of a sentence, you have to yeah. kind of play around yeah. with the time a little bit. You do. Otherwise you'll get a sentence that goes like, that and you oh, clip bit, or too yep. short, and it's just yeah, or the worst is the little jump okay, in a yeah. yeah, halfway through a sound. The, the way to get around that is you fade it in, you yeah. use a fade in on the harsh part, mm-hmm. and that, that gets rid of it, but it,
5: yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm thinking if it can be said on the Disney channel, it could probably be said on my podcast. I just, just, I just no. gave
2: mine every every time I upload, you know, it's a PG. Every time I upload the YouTube copy, <sighs> yeah. I just say it's not for kids. You
5: know, it's it's a time thing, right? Yeah, so right. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: We used yeah. to get emails complaining about the swearing and the length <laughs> of the show. Fuck. And I
5: just said, well, you can have your money back
2: yeah, yeah, like exactly. yeah I, mean, I have no problem so with that. look so
5: you for <laughs> i'm i'm a, a career sailor active duty 22 years been in, working for the navy now 36 years Popeye. I, I yeah i, I can cuss <laughs> with the best of them and, and I, I i'm i'm game, man I, if it's in you know normal conversation and you know it, yeah. it is what it is uh yeah uh if you're really getting crude and getting into you know Maybe that's a different story, but in normal right. conversation, I, I, it's, what's what's wrong with it? It's The uh, last it
9: act episode act. we did, I really made an effort not to drop a lot of them. Yeah. So, and I got a lot of messages and a lot of people commented about, hey, you didn't curse a lot. And then, and I was like, I try to make an effort not to do yeah. it this time around. There was a couple in there and they'll always be in the outtakes, but because yeah. that's yeah. usually during, like Chris <laughs> said, that's during like B-roll, like when we're just like sitting <laughs> yeah. around just breaking chops for like 20 minutes before we begin or end the podcast, yeah, but exactly. really making an effort to try to cut it because I got to make it user-friendly for Scott to listen to. <laughs>
6: that's, that's we cuss as much as you guys do. And we actually bleeping the cuss words. I, I think it it's actually a tool. I think it actually comes across a little more humorous. I mean, everybody knows what yeah, TJ is saying. You know, when you put the horn over the top of it, it's just kind of fun, you You're know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, TJ,
9: you but, but, we will that. We know, do TJ, the fart.
5: But yeah, I get you.
9: DJ invited me on the show and I said, well, would Scott going to be okay with me coming on? What if I curse? He's like, don't worry about it. I curse all the time and it gets cut out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Scott so. doesn't mind another hour of editing. It'll be fine. Yeah. yeah,
9: fine. yeah. yeah.
0: By all means. <laughs> my raw <laughs> audio all
6: is, is full of little audio clips of uh, Scott. Just edit this out. Scott, just edit this
0: out. <laughs> All right, we're about two hours in, and I'm sure Malcolm, like me, is looking at the clock, thinking uh, that these hours are becoming somewhat unsociable for our other halves. Yeah, and also, Scott has to edit this. So although there was other questions, I think this has been a really good chat. I've really enjoyed it, and I'd love to do it again sometime, actually.
9: I think it would be an excellent uh, idea. Uh, agreed. More often. I think it has to happen more often.
0: I think it'll be good. Yep. But before we kind of go into the end game and wrap up, is there anything anyone wanted to talk
7: about? Ah, the classic interview question. Anything else we need to talk about?
9: How much time we have? Hmm? You. i said how much time do we got yeah interested
7: to know what our listeners think of this chat
5: our, our, our recording to to sessions fun. go like four hours so this is yeah. this has been easy so we're, we're two hours and something in them
4: well, I'll, I'll throw one out how do we Make keep sure. how do we keep this this synergy uh, this this gets back into the incidents of the late summer and fall right <laughs> <laughs> i have to sorry to interject briefly there i like the fact that like
0: we got accused of being a mutual appreciation society and we weren't yeah, before, it. but that made us
9: one. I think oh, that's exactly. absolutely. It absolutely did. Exactly. Exactly. And I said that so, too on the podcast. Yeah. About so
4: um, I really appreciate it. There were one of us with Dave, then two of us with Stu, then three of us with me and then Scott and then bam, 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 bam. And I don't know what all goes on behind the scenes. All I can say is I just hope that we were all getting along. But when all that crap hit the fan, it just kind of, it, it came to the forefront. It came to the top. It boiled to the top. That yeah, we all kind of see this thing as bigger than maybe I call them gatekeepers thought this thing was not, not not just the podcast, but the oh they the, way the, underestimated the, the, the hobby. The hobby, you know, they they had this cloistered <laughs> view of the hobby and. I just want to keep that going because uh, there's going to be other podcasts come along, and 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 I hope I hope that this, this can continue. I, I think at some point with as many of us as there are, that there the Venn diagram of our audiences is going to start spreading out a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable, Chris. I don't see how you listen to all of them all the time. I try, I can't. I, I listen to bits and pieces. I'll be honest, I listen to bits and pieces of, of all of them. It's, it's just a lot of time. I, we had a, had a lot of downtime at work over the last couple of weeks and I got caught up on everybody because I, I, I can't listen to podcasts at work very often because I'm always getting interrupted. <laughs> and I just what do we have to do? How, how do we keep this going? I, I think this is a, a good format as long as we're all talking to each other and under, understanding each other and appreciating each other that uh, this can continue. But is there going to be 12? Are we at saturation? What's what's going to happen in the future? I, th- I think it's uh... well.
2: There is there is a lot more podcasts out there, modeling podcasts. You know, there's a couple that mm. do with cars, and I've never heard back and it. You know, oh, yeah. it seems. Apologies
0: to... to um any that we didn't invite on this yep. chat. Sorry but, about that. You know, I, I
2: I again I think yeah we each have our have our audiences. I think the biggest thing for the larger picture, which you're talking about, is we just remain as transparent as possible. Like when all this was happening, I was considering myself. I'm reporting the news. I'm reporting what I've heard. <laughs> what's posted. I'm not trying to put a personal bent when I do, I say that and, you know, most people know, know know my opinions on most of these subjects, but, you know, you try and be as transparent as possible. And I think this is where we have a good role because, yeah, not a lot of modelers, as you say, we've, we've they've worked in their benches for their solo. One of the reasons I started, I wanted to get more people aware of behind the scenes of the industry. And I think we've all managed to do that now because we've all had industry people on. So I think you know, we've had a lot more people who have been educated. I've had people come up to me at shows and that and said, oh, I never knew about this or I never knew about how big Japan is for a market. You know, now I'm understanding or now I'm understanding why someone's coming out with another tiger or another spitfire. You know, so I think I think that's one of the keys things. We just remain as transparent as possible. And with all those incidents, you know, you you, you find people basically if they're going to do silly things, they're going to do it anyway. And now these <laughs> days you've got all the publicity in the world and they hang. They hang themselves in public.
0: One thing none of us do is is keep any gates. So, you know, if we get a letter in about something from a listener then we'll we'll read it out. So it it is kind of Although we kind of have a platform, it is more democratic than any single organisation. So, and like you said, the the word has got out now of what people want. And maybe some of the older organisations that have lost touch with that are kind of coming up against the fact that there are people out there saying what they want. And it's been amplified through us and being amplified through social media and other things. And that can only be a good thing, really, because all these (coughs) societies are made up of the people that are members. Yes, and it's what the members want that matters and even if they're not members even if they're just the people out there buying the kits or building the kits or wanting to to listen to other people talking about the kids coming to the shows yeah I mean and also with all these different shows you don't have to listen to all the podcast I mean I do because I enjoy your shows but also have a professional interest of what you're doing and how you're doing it and you know stealing ideas and stuff like that and um <laughs> <laughs> segments.
2: and listening uh, and listening to a swear about you but, but okay. whatever
0: kind of modeler you are there is a show for you with these 10 podcasts and with the other podcasts as well so you don't have to listen to them all if you're not really clicking with one I always say give it two or three episodes because some of you shows I didn't get right away, but I love them now because I gave it a bit more of a chance. But give it two or three episodes. If it doesn't click with you, try another one. There's a show out there for you. Any final words from anyone?
4: Well, just again, the the synergy this over the fall and summer has just been great. It's, I think uh yeah. we we've really gotten to, to know each other a lot better. And I think we've well, in, in an extension of that, we've got to, to understand each other a lot better. And uh, a lot of a lot of our fingerprints are on the same pages. Let's just say that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nothing yeah. like a yeah. common enemy.
2: <laughs> and you can say it's it's also a lot of its common sense. A lot of yeah. it's common sense. And I think that's what we're seeing, you know, and I've said before, I just look back to the NMRA. I love the fact that the National Model Railroad Association, it's primarily a US, US based organization. The president right now is Scottish. He lives in Scotland. He runs the organization from there and he's done so much. For that organization and I'm hoping to see the same thing
0: from an, another organization.
2: I'm done, sorry. Yes.
0: That's how i like to end the show. Are we done.
2: Don't forget to tip it. Don't forget to tip your waitress.
9: <laughs> I think he was giving you a cue, Maddings, to say that you're gonna run for uh, a certain club here in the United States. Ooh, very <laughs> you new know what? Oh. That was your yeah, listen, Madding. That you just that was your social cue. You didn't pick up on it.
0: I wanted to I was looking at a text message from Darren, sorry. I wanted to run for office in IPMS UK is essentially the TLDR version. Well,
2: we're going to see a lot of changes in groups all over the world. If I was in any IPMS national organization around the world or considering starting one, I would be looking very carefully at what's happened in the last few months.
0: It has a real opportunity to become something much bigger uh, much yep. more representative and much better it's whether they take the it's in every wow. country with its own different reasons it's whether they take <laughs> it Chris you would you, I can imagine your blood boiling about this one I saw someone in the UK IPMS scale model world um, group on Facebook complaining that a scratchbook sci-fi model had won saying that sci-fi models shouldn't be able to win the contest Yes, yeah, oh, and
1: we've
5: models.
2: seen that and we've seen that in groups closely I've
5: heard rumblings like that before in local contest where i'm yeah. at too i've heard that ridiculous. about figures
2: yeah. yeah we've been lucky in canada we haven't really seen that as much but yeah you know what i just want to think back that there's a great meme that went out before telford that says you know that basically has has the cat hiding up around around the me. side of the building was that you posted? yeah posted <laughs> that and the dogs coming in and it's like ipms ipms somewhere else and telford and it's like yeah people better be thinking <laughs>
0: I want to thank all of you for for doing this it's been a really good chat I uh, really uh, this is kind of like spooky cuts for me that we get started with ideas of what we want to do in an episode but really we just ended up enjoying the chat yeah. and whether or not people listen to it we'll see but it was just really good to talk to you all and thank you so much for the great yeah. conversation
2: I think it was a good idea definitely definitely we'll do a mark too uh,
0: the one thing I think uh, we might get from this as well is maybe people listening won't know about all the shows won't listen to the show so let's just quickly go around tell people what where they can find your show and maybe any social media links so Thought we Scott.
6: yeah. Plastic Posse podcast. The podcast is available everywhere, um, as most of the shows probably are. Um, our hub is Facebook. We have a podcast page and we have a Plastic Posse group page where people can post their own work and interact in a community, right?
9: Rob? Uh, the Modeling Insanity podcast, uh, will on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon. I said that again. Buzzsprout, all the big podcasts, like Scott said, we also have a Facebook group, the Modeling Insanity Podcast Group, and that's where you can find us and uh, check us out.
4: Mike, ah, uh, the primary link is www.plasticmodelmojo.com. That's our our hub for the the podcast. We have a, a Facebook page for the podcast where the episodes are teased or pre-announced when I'm doing my job properly. Uh, we have the Plastic Model Dojo, which is our community page where uh, folks can come in and uh, post their work and talk amongst themselves and uh, build a community that uh, clearly is
7: very important amongst all of us. Welcome. Mm. Just Making Conversation Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook. That's where we do most of our posting when we get around to doing any posting. Um, we don't have a, a community page, but um, you know, you guys do a great job with yours um so that's where you can find us facebook uh are also on twitter and um not myspace anymore what's your twitter handle X. if people X. still use that word good question it's uh, <laughs> all right while um,
0: you're looking that up what's models for heroes what's your, what's your website there
7: uh models for heroes models for heroes.org.uk is that four F-O-R, not uh, the number four, right? It's not the number four. We're not lawyers okay. for you or phones for you. It's F-O-R, heroes. heroes. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, models, F-O-R, heroes, and spell heroes correctly, because I'll get upset. <laughs> chris you've got like a million uh, social links right oh
3: god yeah uh so Built sideways podcast uh so on instagram we are built underscore sideways underscore podcast um if you guys have any questions uh for myself or you know any of the other guys we have like an email Built sideways podcast at gmail.com um most of our community interaction is in our discord server so if you guys want to you know hit up one of again one of the the hosts they'll, they'll send you a link um it's also on our 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 anchor page uh, and like our, our podcast is on pretty much every platform that anchor promotes so uh that's that's there and then yeah so that's we don't do facebook we don't do x twitter whatever it is nowadays so uh that's it that's it dave
1: on all good podcast apps on the bench and also have email accounts so you can write to us on the bench 64 at gmail.com also on facebook we have a community called on your bench and also the show page which is called on the
0: bench Mm, brand consistency Stuart
2: our main website uh, scalemodelpodcast.com that's got all the links Uh, we don't have a community page but we do have a regular Facebook page where again we promote the show we're also on YouTube but yeah mainly we love people to come to the main page because we always post good show notes and lots of photos with all the silliness we're up to right? Barry? Small Subjects Podcast.
8: We're on Facebook mostly. We also have Instagram, but I haven't been too active uh, promoting that. Uh, you can also check us out at boxdioramas.com. We have a blog for the show on there.
5: Darren? So the uh, the Yeast Podcast, uh, it's available on all your podcast outlets, uh, just Quick Google search of the Model Geeks podcast will bring it up. You can find just about anywhere. The website is uh, modelgeeks. uh, podcast dot Buzzsprout. Com. Uh, soon to change. Uh, we're uh, revamping our website, so there's some exciting things to come there. Check us out on Facebook at the Model Geeks Model Shack, uh, and then from there we have a couple of special interest groups you can uh, branch off to, to go into as well. So, yep. There we are.
0: Uh, Sprue Cutters Union is available on all good podcasting apps. And as I put in tiny little letters underneath it on the poster, the rubbish ones as well. We're also uh, on Facebook, uh, Sprue Cutters Union. I actually have another podcast, which I haven't mentioned till now, which is Models from Ukraine podcast. You can find that one on all the podcasting apps as well. So there we go. That's us.
7: There's also modelpodcast.com where I have
0: all the links. Yeah. To well. Where you can find links to all the best scale model podcasts. Thanks to Stuart and uh, yeah. all the guys contributing to
2: that yep thank you very much
0: all right now uh (laughs) please do remember to leave a review if you like the podcast that you're listening to if they've got a patreon please do support them because as we said a lot of work goes into it we don't make a huge amount of money and it helps offset the costs of hosting new mics all that kind of stuff for all the different podcasts and please do recommend to a friend if you like a podcast if you don't like a podcast keep it to yourself all right then (laughs) thanks everyone take care
9: cheers Good night. Thank you all. Thanks, guys.